And I wrote this down because I feel like we got it wrong again. We did. Ray is the first child. Ray is the first child. Shinji is the third child. So I'm going to go ahead and I will formally apologize. Because <laughs> I think I was misleading everyone, the whole fuck all of you two anyway. So we do not know who the second child is. We know. Asuka's the second child. Asuka's the third child or the fourth child. Is she? I believe so. Yeah. Now, hold on a second. We're going to end this once and for all. Are you going to look up? Are you going to spoil yourself? No, don't, don't Google who the second child is. <laughs> I'm going to Google who is the fourth child. Well, that might spoil something, too. Okay, good point. Um, Asuka is which child? <laughs> what, what child is Asuka? Welcome back to my first anime, Evangelion. This week, doing episodes 11 to 16, which I hope we appended at some point. Um, the fourth impact, Chris Bailey. And impact, Savador, also known as Monkey. I, I, I haven't impacted yet, but I'm Anthony Vaught. So episode 11, In the Still Darkness, or The Day Tokyo 3 Stood Still, co-written by Yoji and Okido. We open with Ritsuko, Maya, and some guy? Have we seen this guy before? Uh, he's one of the scientists, isn't he? No, I mean, not a scientist, but he's like one of the people in the computer room. Is he? Dude, so much shit happened. I can't remember one singular guy. Okay, he's like the long hair guy who's with them at the laundromat. I think he's the guitarist. Oh, he was the dude playing like air guitar? Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, you remember those, that scene where it shows what everybody does in their spell time or when they're not busy? Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I put a note like, who the hell is this guy? For how, I honestly thought that was Koji. Oh, okay. Kaji? Yeah, they all look alike. Yeah, Kaji. But it, I think it's a fun little point that we've kind of been seeing... Or actually, I think it is one of these episodes that we kind of get the bit with Masato as well that we learn that, oh, these people actually don't make much money, probably. No, it's a government job. And also, they don't have time to do their own laundry. Well, no questions. I would think there would be a laundry, like a fucking washer and dryer where they work at. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but they spend like the whole time over there. I would. If it doesn't facilitate the Evas, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess that works. Facts. <laughs> Anyways, the dryer uses up too much energy. Gendo said, fuck laundry. <laughs> fuck laundry. I wear the same suit every day. You guys can too. They got those those industrial power washers for laundry for Eva. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they need washing machines, don't they? Because they do have Eva costumes. Oh, but Eva uh, costumes. we actually do get something pertinent out of this scene where uh, they're. They start walking to the train station, I guess. And Ritsuko, I believe, explains how the council in the city is just for show, basically. And the Magi just makes all the decisions and they just go with it. Yeah, it's like a computer government is the yeah. one I wrote down. Three linked computers decide their fates. Yeah, so the Magi is basically a series of three supercomputers that they all have to... I think they all have to agree on something for it to be done. So they just decide all like ordinances and government stuff and then a figurehead council puts it out to the people. <laughs> also kind of, I guess, a nice thing. I think they run into Fuyutsuki, like Gendo's right-hand man on the train. Like, oh, hey, you're going in early. <laughs> so it's oh, it's yeah, kind of fun to even yeah. see like that guy is just like... Just on the train. Going to work. Yeah. I think they'd have like a helicopter come pick him up or some shit. And Shinji calls Gendo because there's like a parent thing going on at the school big yikes 
Yeah, this is good. <laughs> I thought it was so random, though. It was just like, oh, does this, I guess, parent come in day? Which we, we always seen, what's her name? Michio do it, right? For Masato? Yeah, Masato. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I have the name down, but I completely forgot how you pronounce it. Gendo says, like, what do you mean? That's what Masato's for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I put, fuck and, you, dad. That's all I and put that. And he, he says, like, stop putting these calls through. While he's still God. on the line and then I hangs up. I hate this guy. I literally hate this guy. Although he's a little legit this he's a little legit this episode. A little bit. Just a little bit. I understand though. I mean, he's his son's getting in the way of his like, you know, just crossing his fingers and putting it up to his chin time. <laughs> yeah, man. I get it. <laughs> Fucking asshole. He spent a lot of time working on that, that finger steeple. So I put this down. Uh, can't interface interface Ava. Do you guys know what that's about? Yeah, that's uh, yes, later. later. Oh, no, this I was think. before the dad conversation. Um, they're doing some testing with uh, Ray's unit, but I don't remember the specifics of it. Yeah, then power goes out at the nerve base. And thankfully, this plot kind of goes nowhere. Masato and Kaji get trapped in an elevator together. Because of course. Yeah, but like literally nothing happens with that, either like shitty or interesting. There's just, it just goes to a couple bits where he's like, hey, if it's too hot, you could take your shirt off. And she's like, Fuck off, dude. And that's basically the entire elevator plot. <laughs> Completely understandable for Kanji's thing. I mean, if you're hot, take your shit off. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, but he's Kaja. He's being an asshole. Uh, we realize it's a... The power system is a triple redundant, like, power system. Like, how the fuck this would go down? Like, there's no way this should go down. And it does. So so we know that someone's behind it. I initially thought it was an angel. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's a fair assumption. We do get like the kids arriving together which is kind of nice i guess you know they're all getting there at the same time before things fall apart i actually want more of the kids interacting with each other like i'm so tired of the fucking grown-ups and the fucking um um secret stuff you know what i'm saying uh yeah boy do i have a set of episodes for you <laughs> 11 through 16 yeah kinda. more secret stuff and no, more it, kids no honestly. it's a lot more secret stuff it's a lot more secret stuff than kids yeah we probably get the most of them i'm just saying you guys these group of episodes i was just bored i was bored oh, i actually kind of like time. this group i think especially the last couple yeah we, the, we they, they assume the base is bit or we learned that the base was sabotaged by somebody and around that time the ninth angel matariel appears who's a Big ass eyeball spider. And we just see him like walking through the town or walking through the city with these weird, like, pencily legs. I want to confirm something. We don't know the names of them yet. No, right? we do not. No. But since they have names, I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also get that in yeah, episode that's 14, true. their names. Okay. I was just making sure I wasn't missing something obvious. Like I said, they might like appear on as text somewhere on a screen, but even that's probably not translated. So around this time, I don't know, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but I have crossed finger ass little bitch and bitch too. No, you your head Are you talking about the foot baths? No, I'm talking about the commander and lieutenant commander. I just I don't know. I wrote it down so it must have been slightly oh, important. Okay. I yeah, I don't know, man. Um so before that though, I wanna I wanna discuss Major thing. So, um, let's call it. So, we get the three kids together. Shinji, Asuka, and uh, Wei. And Asuka just really wants to become the fucking leader. It's so, like, <laughs> sad. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, you don't know what you're doing. And I just think it's hilarious that, like, I guess she does, she does appoint herself as a leader. So, they have to go to the manual door. 
And she's like, oh, Shinji, this is for you. And he just opens up the door. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, I don't think Shinji's the strongest one at this group. I would have to say Asuka Wei might be stronger than Shinji. I don't want. I don't know why Shinji's opening up this fucking door. Because this is that's a show what about men do. Gender roles. <laughs> I, I just had to put that out. I don't remember if it. I, it might be that scene, um, or a later scene, but it's happened so many times, and I had to call it out. Asuka's little arms akimbo, wide-legged stance that she takes all the time is so good. <laughs> constantly power posing on people. I still hate her. Okay, you guys. I got a question. Out of the three, who do you think is the strongest? Physically? Yeah. Probably Shinji. Fuck, I don't know. You think so? Okay. I would say Asuka might be the strongest. I mean, we, we don't have any reason to believe that any of them have done, like, any actual strength training. None of them look particularly strong. So, like, just biologically speaking, it would probably be Shinji. Okay. I'm just going to go with Ray to be a contrarian. You know what? Maybe it is Ray because I'm not 100% convinced that Ray is an actual human yet. So. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> but okay. we'll get there. Yeah, I don't know what fucking episode it is, but it was just like, oh, Ray might not be human. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> Ray. Yeah, so the kids are going through, you know, they have to like crawl through vents and climb stuff and whatever to try and get into the base. And we get a cut to like the nerve command center and it's really hot in there. I love and this scene. I think Ritsuko or someone is like, oh man, look at the commander. It's so hot in here, but he's keeping cool. Then it cuts up there and he's... In a foot bath, <laughs> yeah, with Fuyutsuki, and he's like, "This water is lukewarm." <laughs> like, yes, I think that's where my comment came in. Oh, okay. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. Dude, it was so good, dude. I I just love the fact that uh, what's good. Jindo has to look so like menacing that he, that he has to hide the fact that he's hot. It was, dude. That was great. That was like maybe the funniest thing in this entire series. <laughs> There's an assistant. Out there, I guess, collecting someone's laundry who ends up commandeering a campaign car to try yeah. and get to base, which I probably should have paid more attention to what it was like campaigning because it probably has something relevant. There's a comment about, I forget who makes it, probably like Gendo, who makes a comment about like, oh, man's greatest enemy isn't the angels, it's man itself, which, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Every fiction story has made that exact same thesis for 2,000 years. And it's true. We got it. It's yeah, true, it though. is. But Come on, you got to keep on saying it, dude. I might argue that the giant space monsters are a bit of a threat. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. We're facing against big giant space monster, and there's a fucking human running around trying to sabotage us. Who do you guys think it is? Oh, it's Kaji. It's not like all the humans are combined at force to fight against the angels. We still have to fight against ourselves to fight against a fucking common enemy. That's fucking mm. awful if you think about it like that. Yeah, humans are monsters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're garbage fires. But who do you think it is? I think it's Red Herring. You think he shut down everything? It's either Kaji or someone we haven't met. <clears throat> I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. It I don't think it's Kaji. Unless he could, well, I mean, I, I guess whoever he's working for specifically, I know they explained it. It's still over my head. Kaji is the always sunny Mac meme of I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. Ugh. Uh, I think this is around this time. I don't know specifically. I've been holding it because I don't know when exactly it happens. But yeah, there's a scene. There's somewhere where it says the ends justify the means, and it cuts from Gendi uh, to Ray, and I, it was a comparison between the two, just to keep that weird thing going. Just to be like, hey, don't forget about them. Look, we're going to talk oh, about yeah. Ray. I've got some feelings about Ray that might make that even weirder. Uh, what episode? 16, I think. All right, we'll, 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 we'll retouch that later. Uh, well, maybe not not necessarily that exact moment, but the relationship between Ray and Gendo. 
there's them crawling through the vents. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because if you watch an anime or play a JRPG or whatever, and there are vents or ladders involved, a girl in a skirt is going to go ahead of a guy and then yell at him for looking. <laughs> it happens in fucking everything. All right, be- before we discuss this, though, before we discuss the vent, so fucking uh, the, three, the three kids are together, and Asuka is, being, is the leader, and she does not know where the fuck she's going. And, uh, of course, Ray knows where she's going, but she's Ray, so Ray's like, oh, let's go this way. And Asuka's like, Oh, no, let's go the other way. And then Asuka straight up tells Shinji, who do you pick? I'm like, Shinji, stop being a bitch. We obviously know the way knows where to go. You need to pick a side, dude. Like, See, I blame Asuka for that part because she put him on. The, she should just know that Ray's smarter than her and give in once in a while. Yeah, but it's not It's not Asuka's personality. Asuka has to be the one that's like white or whatever it is. because her personality is trash. It is a bad personality, but Ray's personality <sighs> is not good either. Yeah, I would say they're all pretty bad personalities. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying the one that infuriates me the most is Shinji because Shinji had any boss, he would definitely pick way and they would go the right way. But instead, they spend fucking 20 minutes trying to find a fucking place because Asuka decides, let's go this way because it's the opposite way. But it's okay, though, because the kids will still get there in time. Yeah. Which I think is a direct quote from, like, Masato. Yeah, probably. But that, that moment, you know, exists to show that Shinji, it's not so much that he can't make that decision, it's that he can't decide whatever it is he's trying to decide between uh ray and oscar and the two of them clearly represent like different they're, they're different embodiments of like i guess type of women for lack of a better phrase like you have ray who more falls into at the time like the stereotypical like subservient passive gentle like housewife and she's japanese and then you have asuka who's like the loud outspoken strong confident western woman and independent as well so you have shinji trying to reconcile these conflicting ideas i think of what women are and what are what they're supposed to be if i was shinji i would just um, (laughs) immediately these are my two options for, for a love life I would just become celibate. <laughs> oh my god! This thing—I don't think that it's even necessarily like a romantic thing for Shinji. I think it's more of an idealistic thing. I don't think Shinji is in has the mental capacity at the moment to be like romantically interested in someone. If he does, then I think it's because he feels like he's supposed to be. To me, I don't think Shinji has any like relation, like um, romantic feelings for Wei at all, as of right now. No. I could see him and Asuka together. Like, I could see those two just because, like, Asuka brings out a different personality than Shinji would ever, like... Yeah. And then Shinji almost kissed Asuka, like, before. Like, I guess he did He did touch Rei, but, like, that was all by accident. Yeah. Whatever feelings he has towards either of them, I don't think he understands them. I give you that one. 100%. I actually think uh, Shinji does understand jealousy a lot with Rei. That guy's jelly. Well, yeah, he's jealous of Ray's relationship with Gendo. But I don't think, but not in a romantic way. It's because he wants attention from his dad. That's more like a sibling rivalry, it seems like. Yeah. Also, in that, I think actually right before that scene, this might be kind of what you were talking about, Anthony. I don't remember, but Shinji talks about, like, oh, like, what are the angels? Why are they attacking us and all that? Oh, yeah. That was a very important scene that we almost skipped. Yeah, he tries to understand the angels, and then Asuka comes back with, like, who cares? They're trying to kill us, so we're going to get them first, which 
kind of agree with Asuka here. <laughs> um, if you know thy enemy, you're able to destroy them better. I mean, understanding them is definitely correct, but it almost feels like Shinji is like, are we even like doing the right thing? Like, what are we doing here? Like, he, he seems not committed to the fight, not in the way that like, oh, we need to know more about them so we can more effectively fight them. Okay, so I'm just going to say this fact right now. There better be a good fucking reasons why this, the angels are attacking, like attacking. Because like gosh, they make no goddamn sense. None of what they do makes any sense. They're smart, they're not smart. They come in all different shapes and sizes. I do not understand what the fuck the angels are supposed to be about. I guess you have to wait until episode 26 to find out. Yeah, exactly. probably. Maybe even end of Eva, who knows? So oh. right after that scene, we get the pit where Asuka kicks open the door and is immediately greeted by Matariel. She flies back in and slams the door and gets back up. Is like, good, visual confirmation. Now we know the angels out there. Yeah. Well, we're not going to discuss the fact that they're doing everything in manual mode. I mean, we can. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, this was whenever... I know what you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We we do learn that back at the command center, they're doing everything in manual mode to prep the Evas for the kids to arrive. And this is one of the first times we see uh, Gendo. Yep. Uh, he is putting his insert work euthanism here, nose to the grindstone, <laughs> rolling, rolling up his sleeves. Yeah, Gendo's doing some stuff finally, which when they actually get there, like we see that. Yeah. And like Shinji looks at him like, oh, look at him doing stuff. He's working so hard. Ugh. My dad, cool guy. Which sucks. I don't remember the conversation. Uh, it has to be something with Ray, I think, where Asuka gets mad and says, don't look down on me. Oh, I don't know that either. It's over my head. All right. Couldn't have been that important. And I wrote this down because I feel like we got it wrong again. We did. Ray is the first child. Ray is the first child. Shinji is the third child. So I'm going to go ahead and I will formally apologize. Because <laughs> I think I was misleading everyone, the whole fucking, all of you two anyway. So we do not know who the second child is. We know. Asuka's the second child. Asuka's the third child, or the fourth child. Is she? I believe so, yeah. Now hold on a second. We're going to end this once and for all. Are you going to look up? Are you going to spoil yourself? No, don't, don't Google who the second child is. <laughs> I'm going to Google who is the fourth child. Well, that might spoil something, too. Okay, good point. Asuka um, is which child? What, what child is Asuka? Okay, no, you're right. Asuka is the second child. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we're not missing any so children. Shinji's the third one. No, Ray is number one. Asuka is number two. And uh, uh, Shinji, Jesus Christ. Shinji is number three. He is the third child. Okay, so um, let's go. Doing everything in manual mode actually is actually pretty badass. I'm just saying, like, um, let's go. Like, the fact that the Avas have to break apart their, I wouldn't say restraints, but you get what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah, we've seen them yeah. break restraints this whole fucking series. But I'm saying it's really cool to see everything being done in manual mode. I like the whole sequence. I, if we're going to go ahead and talk about that, I'm, I really love the launch Avas and they're just crawling. <laughs> that shit was funny Which, as fuck. Uh, Asuka is not happy about yeah, that. She She's like, oh my god, this is so and they start crawling out. That was fucking hilarious to and me. And they are, they're like, they're climbing up that big well, and then Matariel shows up and drips his eye goop acid on them, which is gross. God, how disgusting is that? That's like unsettling and disgusting at the same time. And then... Asuka comes up with a plan because they drop their gun to the bottom of the hole. Her plan is for her to or for Shinji to get in position to shoot Matariel 
Asuka is gonna sit up there and absorb the acid long enough for Shin for Ray to drop down and throw the gun back up to Shinji. Checks out. Not bad plan. Except if the fucking um, angel has an. It's I- very simple. No, except if the angel had an IT field, AT field. This would not work. I think the whole purpose of getting acid dropped on is to he has to lower his AT field to do that. I think that was that was what that was the reasoning I thought because they mentioned AT field. Yeah, probably. That's kind of what I took. And it was I think it's part of uh, it was part of Asuka's duties to. And I think that was just it It was just her to get dripped on. Yeah. Which, hey, is a nice moment because, you know, Asuka is like, hey, I'll take the attack. It's your moment to shine, Shinji. I I think it's a nice moment, but to make sure that no one thinks less of her as a fucking badass, she worded it like, hey, Shinji, I owe you one. Oh, yeah, because, well, no, no, no. Doesn't she say, like, okay, afterwards, like, okay, we're even Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, she says it beforehand, too. She was like, you can be the one to attack because I owe you one or something like that. Okay. Also, Ray is the one that volunteers first, and of course, since Ray volunteered, I think Asuka is like, no, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray was like, I'll do defense. We're like, yeah, of course yeah. you will. <laughs> I mean, just jump inside and fuck, just jump in front of a bullet for me, Ray. Uh, I mean, I mean she do it. You're all that kind of lady, and we love you for that, but God uh, damn. My favorite quote of the series still is, you want to be friends if I'm ordered to? <laughs> God, it's so <laughs> that, good. That's, that's okay. such a, re- oh, it's so perfect. Plan works. Power comes back on. We get a nice shot of the kids hanging out on that hill. Yeah, that was cool. I would like to see more stuff like that, if that's what you guys were talking about earlier. I would just like to see them um, like do yeah. stuff more together. We get a couple of moments. Like I said, I, I would like like a team training course. Like They have to go to camp and learn how to uh, work with each other. Uh, I, would I don't like think that. we're getting that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Time to go to space camp, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't think there was any like pertinent conversations on that hill but it was just like a nice moment yeah wholesome uh oh no i the only conversation they had was um it was like shinji being like it's kind of nice out here and i think asuka was like it looks dead (laughs) something like something along those lines uh we got anything else on episode 11 i'm all tied up there's a quote that i don't remember but it sounds good ray says a man feels the darkness thus scrapes away at the edges of it with fire that's at the very end yeah i think Th- yeah, because they're talking about lights and stuff. Yeah, she says it at the very end. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Ray is, like, on some shit in this group of episodes. <laughs> I think I think she's just, like, being told to talk, and this is what she thinks the whole time, because she doesn't really talk that much. Oh, dude, wait till we get to her fucking stream of consciousness. Move on to episode 12, The Value of Miracles, or she said, don't make others suffer for your personal hatred, <laughs> co-written by Akio Satsukawa. And we open on probably one of my favorite sequences of the series so far. Uh, 15 years ago. The Masato escape to? Oh, yeah. It's it's good. The whole thing is just gorgeous. Yeah, we see Kid Masato being carried by a man who we learn is her father. And he puts her, like, into a tube so she can get away. And, you know, we are obviously meant to infer that this is, like, we are, in, this is the second impact. It is actively happening. Mm-hmm. And I think scene. when you called it uh, last section or podcast, she was 14. Yeah, she would be 14. So the same age. Yeah, I'm curious to see if that ends up mattering or if it's just pure coincidence. I don't know if it matters, but. And then we get that shot of the, which I don't know how I forgot about these. Like, well, for one, they're in the opening, <laughs> but the, the big like wings of light 
And the just roaring or groaning or screaming. Yeah. As these wings are just all we can see is those. And it's clearly like nothing but destruction around them. You know what I hear about those wings? They look so good. But um, if you look at the opening, it kind of spoils something about the wings. Yeah, it really pisses me off. I don't don't want to spoil it for Anthony if he hasn't seen it. No, I watched the opening. I, okay. <laughs> I forgot about it because of the other four episodes, but yeah, I remember seeing that and like, man, I think that was my exact, I think I actually audibly said that. Somebody gets wings. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to pay attention to anime openings. They will spoil everything. Yeah, they will spoil everything. There's an anime to me and um, Owen's love and it's uh, Jojo and the opening spoil the entire series. You don't know about it, but like. Does doo-doo. Yeah, it, it spoils the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's crazy that they do that. But do we still watch the opening? Yes, we do. Especially oh, yeah. this one, Evangelion opening. Yeah, once I so saw good. those, like once the wings clicked for me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start the opening and then I'm gonna st- I'm gonna write down the episode name and do like my prep notes while the opening plays and try not to look at it. Yeah, we cut back to present day on Masato's scar, which again, if you forgot about that, or I I guess we're meant to assume that she got it there. I think so. All I remember she was bloody afterwards, but I don't remember like holding her stomach. I don't know. About yeah, she that. had blood in the opening of the, or when she was in the tube, she had gotten injured. Okay. Okay. She comes out and Shinji's friends are over again. And Kensuke, being the little nerd suck up that he is, notices that Masato got promoted. Oh, congratulations, Masato. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> she had another stripe. It was so weird, though, right? I was like, I thought they would. Bring it more into the foreground as he got promoted. But the fact that we, we get it through these kids' eyes is really weird. I mean, I know that's the whole point of it, but, like, it's still weird. Well, for one, we learned that the promotion doesn't really mean much to Masato. And yeah. two, we basically learned that she was only promoted so uh, Gendo and Fuyutsuki can be away at the same time. And then that so Masato can be in charge. Like, they just needed her to have that rank so those two can fuck off and do whatever. I didn't know that. She has already been in Charles Hansen whenever they go away. I must have missed that, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, the, to just give her her, like, the opening to her, you know, and then throw in the yeah. all this major stuff. And then, I mean, she's obviously already ran missions, so just why not just give her the title if it gets people off their back? And exactly. that's a perfect way for the writers to be like, hey, here's a little glimpse into her past. We learned they're going to be doing some harmonics testing. I wrote Asuka Jealous. I feel like I wrote that on every single episode, and I don't remember why every time. (laughs) I remember this one. Okay, so uh, Matsuka, the harmonics test is uh, Matsuka. Shinji is uh, rapidly getting uh, more connected with the robots, I guess. Oh, okay. And uh, the thing is, though, he is rapidly getting there. Asuka is uh, pushing with the highest, like, connected to the robots. But Shinji's like close to hotel. Right. Yep. 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 Because Ritsuko's like, oh, you grew like eight points. Like, that's great. That's awesome. And Asuka's like, I'm still 50 points ahead of him. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Notice Where's me, my senpai. Price? Notice me. Come on. Okay. So does Masato say to Asuka about Asuka that she's always worried about what other people think? Because I know she says that about Shinji too, but I don't remember if that's right here. I don't have anything wrote down. Okay. Um. After that, we go to the party. Yeah, we get to the party. And everyone, Hikari is there because apparently her and Asuka are friends. 
Yeah. And all the kids the start yelling at each other. And what's great is you occasionally, like every three seconds, you hear pen pen scream. Oh, I did not notice that at all. <laughs> yeah, you just hear this like, ah! That's pretty good. I, I didn't hear that. I that was supposed to be pen pen screaming. But we get this really good bit between um, Shinji and Masato. Of course you relate to it. What? I was just making fun of you. Being socially awkward. <laughs> well, I mean, dude. Tell me, you've never been at like a party or something and people are starting to get like raucous or whatever and you're like, I don't fucking care about what's happening right here. And you just like go off somewhere else and chill and talk to someone else who's being chill. Uh, no. All right. I'm sure it's happened in the past, but I can't actively remember because most of the time uh, if I show up at a party, I'm already drunk. So (laughs) I'm, I'm just, I'm the ruckus at that point. Also, I don't get invited to parties, so... We'll have a party just for you, buddy. Fair enough. But also, like, it's a party for Masato's promotion, ostensibly. And her, or they're talking, and she basically says, like, yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I'm just here to fight the angels. The rank doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, no, that part I agree with. So she's not really invested in the party, and it's very clearly not Shinji's scene. But he he's like, oh, aren't you happy that like you're being recognized and promoted and people are praising you and whatever? And, you know, again, she basically says like, no, I don't like that doesn't do anything for me. Why do I care what these people think of me? We cut to Gendo and Fuyutsuki like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're at the South Pole and they're like philosophizing to each other. Yeah, that was yeah, they're talking about the destruction from the I guess the second impact. Yeah, it was it was that was a weird bit. I did notice in this though, like it's probably why he's always doing the finger steepling. This scene tends to frame Gendo from really low angles so that we're always looking up at him. And that kind of made it feel to me like, oh, he's always in that same pose because we're not supposed to see Gendo as a person. We're supposed to see him as a figure, as a representation of something, whether whether that's like a representation of, you know, what masculinity is supposed to be for Shinji or... Yeah, I, I don't know. J- just the way they frame Shinji or Gendo in the scene made me realize that that's probably why he's... You did forget the uh, fact that Kenji eventually does show up to the party. With oh, yeah, fucking Kaji and Ritsuko show up to the party, which, come on, Ritsuko, what are you doing? Oh, you know exactly what she's doing. She's a woman. She's got neat. No, she's... Yeah. I think she's fucking with uh, Masato. I have a theory on that one. They just showed up at the same time and then walked in together. <laughs> I truly don't think Ritsuko would be would be hanging out with Ko, uh, Kaji. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Kaji has some stuff going on and Ritsuko has some stuff going on that we're not privy to. Those two are playing at things that I don't think we fully understand yet. Then the 10th angel, Sahakwiel, shows up and it's dropping bombs from orbit. (laughs) And it's just like weird, another eye monster. And they start, you know, they they evacuate again and (laughs) come up with another plan that's like 0.1% chance of no, success. No, dude, it's not that. It's point zero 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 one. Which I'm gonna say right now. I'm tired of them fucking saying it. I am too. I wish they would fucking fail. I'm so tired of this fucking stat. Can we not bring up stats anymore, you guys? Because stats don't matter against these fucking um 
in this fucking anime. Can we stop saying anything stats? Can we just say, nope. oh, this is going to be a hard battle for you guys. Can we just go with that? Can we just go with that instead of this fucking 0.0001%? Because that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, but it's, I love it every time. It's so I so hate cool. it, bro. Matt, I'm so, so done bad. with it this season in this fucking anime. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, mean, with, at least I'm, I'm with Monkey on this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a bullshit stuff. I think we heard it about three or four times now. Like, yeah, man, it's so bad. If it was something ridiculously, sure. But like, you know, like I'm skipping ahead, obviously, for this one. But he just walks, like he runs up and then just holds it. Like that was what was supposed to be so fucking hard. Well, it was gonna fall in a big, big area. And then he he just waits, and then they uh, the other two people show up, and they just cut it and cut it. Like, and that's the point zero 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 one percent chance. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, it's pretty silly. I mean, it makes it makes sense. They're basically catching the fucking uh, the plan is to catch the fucking angel, and while they're catching it, all three people is gonna activate the fucking AT field, so they're able to destroy the fucking angel's AT field. It's just fucking Oh, it's so stupid. But I'm here for stupid. I was here for a psychological thriller, and we're just now getting into it. Masato, uh, so they're they're doing this plan, and uh, Richiko is not happy with Masato at all in this episode, which I think is fucking weird. Like, this episode was so weird to me. But she's mad at Masato because Masato wants to do this fucking thing. Like, she wants to do this plan. But I'm just, like, thinking, I'm like, all the plans you guys had earlier are oh, this bad. Like, you guys never had any good plans. Why the fuck are you mad at her now? I thought the whole point is to kill the fucking uh, angels, isn't it? Aren't they killing the Avas? But the point is, like, Ritsuko is just fed up with Masato coming up with these low chance of success plans because she understands that Masato's not here for success or whatever. She's here because she wants revenge on the angels and that's it. Okay. She doesn't fucking Ritsuko is basically taking the stance that Masato doesn't fucking care what happens as long as she gets to get take down the angels. You know what's also good, Risotto? If you do a fucking plan. I mean, I never still heal any fucking plan out of whole fucking mouth, but whatever. We do get a plan from Ritsuko in like one or two episodes. Yeah, and then uh, does that plan go through? Yeah. No, it does not. Wait, yes, it does. Oh, there's another plan that does it go through. Anyway, so um, Misato promises the kids that a steak dinner if they do this plan. I love Which this. I'm like, I want more than a steak, Misato. Like, my gosh, we're sacrificing our lives and you're giving me steak? I want five steak dinners. That's all. Five steak dinners. I'll be fine with that. Masato doesn't have that kind of money. Believe it yeah, or not, okay, I was 14 once. And if someone would have promised me a steak dinner, I'd have been like, fuck you. We're going to Gaddyland or Chuck E. Cheese. Thank you. Thank you. Any of and that. And that's basically what they do. I mean, like, they're, she says, like, oh, we'll take you out for a steak dinner. And they're like, yeah. And as soon as she walks away, Asuka basically okay boomers her. <laughs> Okay, boomer. Like, she pulls out a magazine. Is like, all right, where can we go instead of this bullshit? Yeah, I guess you are right. Yeah. Because even Ray was like, I don't like meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Ray's like, I'm like, oh, you're coming too, Ray. And she's like, I don't like meat. Like, what? (laughs) Come on. What are you doing? So, Ray's a vegetarian, right? Is that, that's what that means? I don't. Well, I mean, she said she doesn't like meat. That's all we know. She gets all her food from test tubes because she doesn't need to eat. Okay. Here we go. They they have that, that, why do you pilot your Ava conversation again? I feel like that's going to come up at least two more times in the next, uh, uh, 10 episodes and I, I think Asuka says something to Shinji like is it just to let them know you exist or something like that Masato actually starts to talk about her dad and how like he was absorbed in research and then 
ne- you know, never had time for his family. And that's how they, why her family got split up. But when it came down to it, he still sacrificed himself to save Masato. And she feels like she has to get rid of the angels in order to, um, I think she says free herself from his hold or his shadow or something. Cause she's like, basically she's taking the stance that she hated this guy, but because he died to an angel to save her, she still feels like she owes him or something or like she's living in his shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Hers is like, it's uh, I like her daddy issue because she, it seems like she's not even sure why she has it. Yeah. But this, whatever she's doing is working. She feels like it's working. Yeah, or she at least thinks that this is the right way to go. I, love it. I, yeah, I, I also think it's funny how Masato is like so desperate to distance herself from her father, but she runs off and joins Nerve, the exact company he worked for. Yeah. Yeah. We, we already talked about uh, catching Zahakwiel, which. Um, did you guys discuss the fact that uh, since you asked Oscar why see pilots? Yeah, we kind of touched on that again, which is weird that that actually they did that again because he totally asked her that already. Well, see, ask him that and Oscar's like, oh, I do it because I want to pilot myself or like he wants to prove something to the world. And he asks Shinji and Shinji doesn't have no response. He doesn't understand why he pilots. Yeah, like I said, we briefly talked about catching Zahakuel, which is actually, I think, a great sequence. And the music is in it is very good as well. Which I guess the music in this series in general has really grown on me. Oh, the music good. that kicks in every single time they're like going to get the angel. I think it's called Decisive Battle. Yeah, I like that one a lot. It's like every time it pops in, I'm like, ah, hell yeah, here we go. But they catch Sakwiel, rip his AT field open and stab him. Uh, he, ex- he falls on them and explodes. But they're all fine. That doesn't matter. No, here's another way. I'm so tired of big explosions and nothing happening. It's such a big explosion that, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's self-destructed. Oh, my gosh, they might be fucked. And then they're, they're like, they're all fine. And I'm like, oh, wait, this happens several times where they self-destruct and nothing happens. I should remember that so I don't, like, think they're fucked every time they're self-destruct. Because, obviously, that does not mean shit to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they mentioned a couple times, too, where, like, they're like, what's going to happen to the, the EVA pilot? Like... <laughs> For some reason, the people in Nerve don't know what's going to happen to the fucking pilot. And then the guys are just like, they'll be fine. They have the best, like, they're the safest in those. They're safer than we are. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Uh, and then Gendo calls Shinji. is like, good work, Shinji. I fucking hate this. I do not like this at all. Fuck this, dad. Fuck you, dude. Why Why would you, oh my god, like you manipulator motherfucker. I'm so done with this guy. And uh, you know what, him doing some manual work, I'm like, this guy, he's not that bad. But fuck you, dude. God damn, you guilting Shinji so fucking hard. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, okay, so now looking at this, um, jumping back to earlier when I couldn't remember, I think it's like the beginning of the episode where Shinji is like, basically I think it's Asuka, Shinji and Masato. And it all comes out like how Shinji is so concerned about what other people think. And Asuka like gets on his case about it. Like what, why do you care what other people think? That's so stupid. Like, and which then I think ties into what you were saying about why she says she pilots her Eva. And I believe it's something to the effect of, so she can praise herself. She wants to feel good about herself. She's not looking for the validation from other people, which we know isn't true at all. But she believes it's true. And, and she at least like wants it to be true because 
she does like super get on Shinji for caring what other people think about him instead of just being like his own person, which comes back around um, at the very end of this episode. We see, oh, they decided to go out for ramen because for one, Ray doesn't have to get meat. And also they know Masato is broke as hell. She popo. Yeah. So they decided to be nice. And there's a nice scene of them all eating ramen. And Shinji goes like, oh, I figured out my reason. I want my dad to say nice stuff to me. Fuck you. And Asuka's like, really? That's so stupid. (laughs) I like that Masato chimed in on it. She's like, come on, bro. Wasn't that her? Or was that Asuka? Oh, no, 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 it was Asuka because I actually wrote it down because they're having like the conversation across Misato and Misato is just like sitting there motionless with noodles hanging out of her mouth the entire shot. (laughs) Um, We've got to discuss one thing, though. Some motherfucker in there ordered a shark fin ramen soup. That that person is a heartless bastard. I think it was Oscar. Shark fin ramen is fucking awful for the environment, guys. Do not chop. Do not chop shark fins. Okay, sharks are majestic cre- cre- uh, creatures. I'm pretty sure that was Oscar. Lots of places eat shark, but shark fin soup is uh, really bad. Like I think it's banned in Japan now. Oh, wait, no. Maybe she no. got the pork. I forgot who got that. What? I don't know. No, we didn't. Uh, we know that Wade didn't get no pork. I mean, if you want to talk about bad for the environment, hamburgers like the worst. So. I think it may. I think Asuka got pork. At least with the fucking hamburgers, we kill the cows. The socks are like you chop up the fin and then you let it go. No, oh, that's weird. But yeah, anyone else got anything on episode 12? I do because we kind of skipped it. And I didn't want to touch it again because it was stupid. Okay. But I don't remember, even remember the context, which is why I didn't bring it up. Okay, well, glad, glad we're doing it then. Let's go. There was a really funny moment. I almost spit taked. It wasn't that funny, but it was just it just took me out of something it was after uh kaji and uh Ritsuko showed up to her party and they asked her something and uh with like a smile on her face and she's like waving a beer can she's like i don't remember masato <laughs> and she was waving the beer can the whole time and i was like yes that's fucking perfect <laughs> that's all I, it's real stupid but it was yeah, funny i love masato and then the next three episodes i refer to Ritsuko, uh, Ritsuko as blondie and my notes people love being reduced to their hair color all right ginger let's move along <laughs> yeah exactly thank you <laughs> Episode 13, An Angel's Invasion, or Lilliputian Hitcher. Oh, oh, what Monkey likes to pronounce, what the fuck is happening in this episode? And oh my gosh, it's boring. I did have a bunch of question marks in my notes. <laughs> I, think, I think this doesn't even feel, yep, it feels like a fourth of the page of my note taking. I got, I got, a, I got a solid half. Th- this episode was way beyond my mind. I was just like, what? Is this this is this episode is definitely a lot of Ritsuko just explaining things and none of it making any sense. Yeah, but um, co- first of all, co-written by Mitsuo Iso, I believe that's the first time he's come up. <laughs> so they're 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 running diagnostics on the Magi, which uh their names are what Balthazar Melchior <laughs> something with a C. No, is it Melchior? It is Melchior. Bal- Balthazar Melchior and Caspar, which yeah. the three. Wise men or whatever. Oh, okay. Or I did the not three, know that. Probably the three mad 
Magi. I, I'm not that up, but I know they're like biblical figures. Damn, we need we need a fucking Schultz going in here. Schultz Goebel in here. Anybody know any Republicans? Yeah, okay, they're, they're the Magi. <laughs> I don't know if the Magi and like the wise men are the same they people. They, <laughs> thank you so much for that laugh. <laughs> and it's not as big of a question mark now, but I just want to call it out because like right out the gate, Ritsuko calls the computer mother and I was immediately like, hold on, Ritsuko, what? Which, you know, we, we had, we'll get what that means later, but not knowing going into it, I was like, uh-oh, are you okay, Ritsuko? She's lost her shit. She's the test tube baby. Yeah, it turns out everyone in this series is a weird broken person they go through the decontamination which again we have to make a big to-do about the kids being naked for some reason i mean they have to be content decontaminated dude. i know but it's just so it's not like as bad as the earlier stuff but it's just like a weird thing of like what are we doing here decontaminating no why, why does the audience have to watch or, or not even that because it didn't really feel like creep shoddy or pervy for the most part it just felt like a nothing scene to me I mean, we, we have to get the scene where Asuka's yelling at Shinji for being a poet. Ah, uh, yes, of course we do. <laughs> Even though Shinji has no, like, wait, call what, what, what was I'm trying to say? Balls. Shinji. Courage. No. No, he, he has no. Um, Strength. Charisma. <laughs> wisdom. Libido. <laughs> I assume libido is what you were looking Initiative. for. Initiative. I'm just going to keep naming D&D things. No, it's like, um, what's called? He's not the one who's doing this. Like, it's out of his hands. All the times is out of his hands. Oh, yeah. And she still just shits on him. Yeah. She's like, you're poor, but he's like, I'm not the one who, like, told us to all get naked and decontaminate myself. Like, that's from the higher ups. Maybe you should talk to them. Well, she does. <laughs> she, like, yells at them, like, hey, you guys better not, like, be being weird up there. And, like, we're going to turn the camera off. Don't worry. Yeah. But we learned this is so they can test their harmonics with outplug suits. And they're doing it with like decoy bodies. Or not decoy bodies, decoy but Evas, like fake right? bodies. Yeah. yeah. And then we learned that uh, Ritsuko's mother built the Magi. So that makes her calling it mother a little better. <laughs> and then there's just a lot of tech talk. I literally just wrote a lot of tech talk. Protein walls. I put, uh, what the fuck is happening? They discuss, um, what's called? The fact that like all the... Like the decamp the 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 decontamination rooms like was mostly built so there could be drums in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that was like the whole discussion was that, and I was just like, okay, I guess there's gonna be drums over here. Which actually, good thing to know. Why do they have to be so decontaminated to like theoretically be piloting Evas? Huh? Weird. So here's my technical solution for this. Uh, they have the plug suit, right? Uh-huh. And that material probably doesn't interact with whatever fluids in there, so they need to be decontaminated to make sure they don't bring any contaminants inside that fluid. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That's that's totally the reason. Nothing else. Fucking nailed it. Yep. Absolutely nothing else weird going on with the Evas. You got yep, it. That's it. Perfect. All right. Mystery solved. Series over. So next series, uh, Sal, you want to pick? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm so out. <laughs> I'm so out of this series, dude. It's taking, dude, I, I'm, it's taking I'm more me so than much losses. <laughs> so we start to see a contamination. Ray screams and her dummy body loses control. The base is falling apart. Yeah. And uh, they try to shoot it. And it, uh, the lasers just bounce off of an AT field. And we're introduced to our 11th angel, Iriol. Oh my gosh, what's the point of this fucking angel? What's the point? Like, us, why is there a drum angel? Like, 
did they go in a fucking writers meeting or something like that? I don't know how they do anime over here, but they're like, you, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna have a fucking pyramid. We're gonna have fucking bomb angel. We're gonna have a fucking Joe angel. Let's think of everything, you guys. What the and fuck? And then the, is the this fucking, fucking janitor angel? was just sweeping right outside, and he yeah. goes, "What about nanobots?" <laughs> What is this fucking show? Like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm done. Like, oh my god. What is the fucking virus angel? I will say in terms of like, they they mixed a lot of high-tech talk on this one. When the other one was like, yeah, this one's just bombs from space. We are like, oh, okay. And they're like, this one's a pyramid that has a laser if you shoot at it. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, this one has to go through protein walls. And then it's going to infest the magi because there's three of them. And here are their names. And then this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and we're like, oh, y'all need to slow the fuck down. Right? You don't put all the shit in one episode. Sure you do. Why not? I mean, you can, but I'm not going to be into it. <laughs> Dude. This show is so monster of the week. It's ridiculous. And we get, we get little tidbits of like story. But God damn, it's Monster of the Week. I think this is very much the kind of show that like once it all pays off, we're going to be like, oh, all that earlier context suddenly makes sense. Oh, no, dude. Um, what's called? I know that you in love with the show. Owens, and oh, I I'm think not Anthony in love with the show. This. Oh, you're not? I, I like okay. it, but I'm not because in love like, with it. Okay. And I think Anthony likes it too, but like, oh my, it's taken me every fiber to get through this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm about it because I'm too invested now. Yeah. But uh, this not. episode can suck a dick. <laughs> and I'm not saying it was like terrible, but like, fuck it, come on. It's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm eating lunch. I don't want to fucking. Well, that's your fault for watching at 2 p.m. on Tuesday while you're eating lunch. I didn't, I don't want to watch a TED talk. <laughs> They start to evacuate the base and Gendo is like, shut off the alarm and cover it up. Like, no one's going to know that this happened, like that we got breached. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And they also say that, hey, if shit gets real bad, we need to get unit one out of here. That is like the top priority. Um, They think that the angel is vulnerable to oxygen, but oh shit, it's not anymore because it's evolving. It evolves. They learn that it gets into the Magi, or it's after the Magi, because the Magi could enact a self-destruct ordinance, basically. How would an angel know this? How the fuck would an angel know this? Well, I think the angel doesn't know. I think it's just going for the technology, right? Um, I think it does know, actually. It's specifically trying to like do like it, it takes over a computer and then runs it but all three have to agree in order for it to go through um once it gets into the computer it actually does start to get like really frantic for a bit with like a lot of sharp quick cuts which i really liked and then ritsuko comes up with a plan to like i think it's ritsuko who comes up with the plan yeah or my it's, it's either ritsuko or maya who comes up with the plan to like change the way the code works to stall it yeah so yep. they buy themselves like two hours. It's already taken over the first computer. It's working on the second one. And Masato wants to basically sacrifice the Magi. And that's when we learn from Ritsuko, like, oh, wait, we can't do that. My mother is in there, which transhumanism probably is an important theme to the show. We could just blow past that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next episode. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Before before we discuss this though, so there's this one scene I really want to talk about. They're yeah. trying to, I think they're trying to shut off the connection or something like that, and they had to do a fucking two key system. I'm a person who loves two key systems. <laughs> Where they're like, they're like, they shove the key in the thing, and they're, you ready? You ready? One, two, three, torn. I'm like, yes, 
Yes, this is all I want. I love two key system. I want, I don't think I've ever seen it, but now I really want a two key scene where they do it and one person's like, hold on, my didn't turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, because there's a, there's a podcast I listen to and um, what's it called? It's a, uh, it's a Scrubs rewatch one, but it's made by the two, um, the two main actors. Zach Braff and Don Faison. Yeah, I forget what it's called. It's like, um, real show fake doctors or something like that. But uh, what's called? And they have these little segments or whatever it is, and they're like, "Oh, um, I want to give something to this guy." And they and and Zach's like, "Oh, I put my key in." And Donna's like, "I don't know if I want to put my key in for this one." It's just so great. Like this whole two kiss system is <laughs> fantastic, and I love it. And I want two kiss key system in this podcast. I don't know what we're gonna discuss it about, but I want two key system. Okay, great. Ritsuko's mom is in the computer. Ugh. In some capacity, like her brain or probably not her consciousness, but... Well, we could explain it later, right? Uh, not exactly. What I got from it was she imbued it with her three different personalities. One being a scientist, one being the mother, one being the, uh... A woman. Yes, which, you know, all women are just their job, their ability to be a mother and their gender. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's that was her job, mom's personality. That's her description. <laughs> No, I know, but it's just it's it was it's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. I mean, because it's written by well, it, a dude. It played out because the end of it was uh, the woman held out till the bitter end. Yeah, that was a pretty cool quote. But but she presents it in a way of like, oh, because she's a stubborn piece of shit. I don't know. Like, I got I got I got say, I got a good one on that one. I, I thought that one was heartfelt. I totally thought it was Ritsuko. Be I mean, I thought it was like a little bit, but it was. I kind of got the impression she was more being like. Oh, of course, because, you know, she was so stubborn and bullheaded that, like, that's the part that held out. I don't know. And she has a whole line in there about, like, oh, I can never be a mother, so I don't understand that or whatever. I think you just applied your own tone to her voice. So all Ritsuko is is, like, a, a scientist. Do you guys think Ritsuko is barren? I don't know. No. That, that okay. felt like a weird line to be a throwaway line, but I kind of feel like it is. That she's, like, she can't have kids or what? No, she just doesn't want to. Or, well, she didn't say she can't have kids. She said I could never be a mother. That could mean a lot of things. Okay. I, I was just wondering. That's all. But I, I kind of feel like it's not important. I mean, we've definitely heard her say sacrifice the kids a couple times. Yeah, that's true. So I, I, I understand. Yeah, you go, you go, girl. Do what you want to do. But I, I guess to circle back to that point, I, I that is how her mother built it. But I think it's like literally part of her mother is in there. I don't know about that. Like her mother is technically alive in that machine in some way. Well, I, I think that when I was watching this episode, I did not get that impression. But after episode 16, I get that impression. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> as long as you get it after 60. Because that makes, yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense because this was a prototype. Remember? Yes, correct. And we have, we'll have to circle back to this since we passed 16. <laughs> Ritsuko comes up with a plan to attach a self-destruct code to the uh, Caspar, the third computer, because the way um, th this the angel is evolving and adapting to their stuff and trying to kill them, but seems to be working entirely off of, I guess, evolution, not even instinct. And, but so it has the self-preservation built in and they try to code the computer. So in a way that if it blows up the Magi, then the angel will die. And theoretically, that would stop it. So that's their plan. They did not fucking say that. That's what I got from it. Because they were like, 
it will have we'll have to over evolve it and it will just coexist with the magi and i was like what the f they literally use the word coexist and i was like what the fuck is happening that's what i thought happened too i thought that was the plan too i mean it, it kind of is because if the angel realizes like oh i'm in this thing and if i keep going then i die i guess i'm just here now okay right i don't think it's ever gonna come up again honestly well if they do that uh, sure but like so they just have an angel inside their base now uh, maybe or maybe it's gone i don't know like i said i sincerely doubt it'll ever come up again all right it won't come we'll, up we'll again. see but like that was just so fucking confusing because it was like what well, coexists and then it like reaches there and it's like no nah, i'm good and then i i get like the self-destruct it'll blow up too that's fine but I, I I don't know. It just they 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 could have picked better wording. Maybe it was a translation thing. Are you watching dub or sub? I'm watching the dub. Okay. I can't read fast enough. I'm just kidding. Oh, also, uh, what's it called Netflix's subtitles are so bad that you might you might not be able to read yeah. them because they only show up for a fucking millisecond. That checks out. They go inside. Ritsuko and Masato go inside the Magi, and it's just covered in like notes for backdoors and hacks and ways to basically mess with the system, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do like that too. I thought that was cool. The whole hacking sequence I really like with them in there and Ritzko being like, oh, hitting me keyboard 25. Yeah, no, that, that was fun. Also, the that's just the brain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how that brain is in there because there's no like liquid to keep it um, from non-rottening, right? Well, we don't know that. Oh, when she opens up the brain and no liquid comes out, I'm pretty sure we know there's no liquid in the fucking brain. It might be plugged into something. Yeah. Or it might not actually be a brain. Oh, no. Boy, is that a brain? It is weird. <laughs> it yeah. does not look good. It looked so like... Oh, no. It's definitely supposed to look like a brain. You know how yeah. when you rewatch an episode after you see the whole series and you're like, oh, that's the one. Uh huh. This is going to be that episode of it. What do you mean? I feel like we'll rewatch if you ever rewatch this. This episode would be like, oh, that's what all the fuck this is. Ah, okay, yeah, this was the first whatever. Yeah, maybe this, that's why the brain's in there, and it all makes sense now. Mother and yeah, I mean, yeah, all that stuff does make sense in a way because we mostly get kind of like I touched on from previously. We kind of get that stuff from Shinji's perspective mostly, like the different aspects of a person, and we get it through the characterization of Shinji, Rei, and Asuka, and even Masato, like, she shows two or three different sides. Hell, I would say Masato shows, if anything, is the one who embodies those three aspects in this series. She's not really a scientist. No, she's not a scientist, but in her case, you would apply to her title, like the, the captain, the major, the whatever you want to call her. Oh, like in terms of, like, job, mother, and whatever, yeah. Yeah. And she definitely takes on a maternal role for Shinji. And unfortunately, the woman role comes out when Kaiji's around. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I forget why she said it, but Ritsuko says something. She didn't do something because she didn't like her mother enough, which just creates this trend of people having parental issues, but then claiming like, nah, I don't really care. They suck. I don't know. Because of all, I, if that's true, I didn't, I didn't sense that Ritsuko really hated her mom. She literally says that she didn't like her mother enough for something. I forget what the context yeah, was. Yeah, she, she doesn't like her mom. She doesn't. It's like really disgust. Yeah, and, and then we talked about the, all the different stuff. And we talked about Caspar holding on. 
And the only other thing we haven't talked about is <laughs> the kids are just out there in the middle of a lake waiting for someone to go pick them up. I just oh yeah, that was I, really funny. That's the only scene I like about this that one. Was, the fucking yeah. where are we? <laughs> I thought that was good. All right, are we good on thirteen? And we're good on fourteen. Let's go ahead. <laughs> so episode fourteen, seal the throne of souls, or weaving a story. The first half basically recap. I do think that it's kind of an interesting. Uh, framing device that we get the recap it's like part of it seems like it's uh, military intelligence some of it is from like the perspective of toji and hikari yeah whether it's like interviews or like their journal entries or whatever i'm more leaning to the latter because what the hell is seal kind of looks like an amateur docuseries going on (laughs) really we just see recaps of everything we get the names of all of them. Yeah. Okay. Like the they also recap the children too. This is where it first this is where it hit me that I was wrong the whole time. <laughs> Cuz they're like the first children of or first child Ray and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> and they're like the second child Oscar and I was like, "Oh, fuck." And then like the third child Sinji. Yeah, the main thing the main takeaway I guess is that we get introduced to Seal, which is some kind of shadowy organization that is up to some stuff and probably opposed to Nerf. And do you know I, I miss this 100%. SEAL is a shadowy organization. I remember them mentioning it. I just did not pick anything off of it. Uh, the, we don't know much. We just know that it seems like... I, I think it... Um, like the council... Did SEAL make the recap? I That's what I took. Yeah, like it, it's like a SEAL intelligence thing. Oh, okay. And then I really fucking enjoy... There's one line in the recap that I want to bring up. Uh, when they're talking about Ray, they said Ayanami... Has a tenuous grasp on her own existence. Yeah, it's transitory. And I was like, and it, not like to be pessimistic. She just. <laughs> yeah, something that isn't quite like, pessimism. That was just a really cool way to put that. But I think it comes out when they say schedule. The schedule is presiding to the scrolls. Yeah, well, first of all, Gendo is there denying the 11th angel attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when that's when we're done with the recap. Like, the council's like, hey, what happened? He's, yeah, and he's like, okay, that didn't happen. And don't, the schedule is all going according to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like, hold on, Gendo? Do you want to talk about that, maybe? What are the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah, so you got that too? Because I put, what the fuck are these scrolls now? Question mark. And he's still talking to this, like, UN council, right? Yeah, I th- I, that's what he's talking to, which I think uh, SEAL is is that council, basically, I believe. I could be wrong, um, but they're at least linked, from my understanding. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that I'm going to... Once we finish this this series, I'll probably, like, do some Googling and be like, oh... Yeah. And then uh, we cut to Ray's stream of consciousness... <laughs> Which is, I think this is a fantastic scene. It's pretty cool, but like, it was so fucking weird. Just her going straight slam poetry on us. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But I mean, and then we learn like, oh, this is like what her mind is doing when she's with Wayne and Eva. Because they talk about these sync rates and, you know, their ability to sync with Evas. But we don't yeah. actually know what that means. Like what's going on in their head that dictates where they can sync with the Eva. And I guess for Ray, this is it. And she starts to get into like, oh, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Again, yeah. And we see that they're testing everyone's sync rate with all the Evas, basically. Yeah, except we learn that Asuka is the only one compatible. No, Asuka is the only one compatible with Unit 2, is what they say. No, I'm pretty sure Asuka cannot be compatible with anybody else. Oh, okay. I thought they said that Unit 02 is not compatible with anyone else. Well, yeah, because then they could they could still throw Asuka inside there. 
just put no one inside two. Yeah, so they didn't they say unit O two? Uh, I, I got the inception that Asuka was just not part of this. No, no. I'm in my notes. I said O two is not compatible with anyone else. Yeah. So, which to me means that Eva is only compatible with Asuka. That's the impression I got. Yeah. Because they put Asuka in Unit One. When was this? Uh, it's at the beginning, right after Ray. Ray's in it, and then Asuka's in it, and then Shinji is in uh, Unit Zero. We never see anyone else in Unit Two. And then they say that uh, Unit Two isn't compatible with anyone else. Yeah, that's I don't remember this at all. I don't. No, like, no, that makes sense. Like, I, I know that they're not going to put anybody else in Unit Two. What the fuck? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Did they rewatch their own show? Because Shinji was in Unit Two. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was in Zero Zero. He was in Zero Zero. When we first meet Asuka and she's like, jump in. We're going shopping. I mean, that doesn't matter because fucking we had two kids up in Unit Zero Zero One. Yeah, I don't know. They maybe that shit gets explained later about the yeah, I don't know, man. versus whatever. The, the impression but. I took was that uh, Unit Zero Two was only compatible with Asuka, is what they said. Yeah, yeah. And then the, and then uh, the other point I was gonna make was okay. Well, then why can't Asuka still be part of the trials, even though she was? I don't remember who going to another robot, dude. I think she, she was in Zero One. I don't see who. I don't see. I'm looking at the wiki right now. It doesn't say anything about her going to zero one. Right, I'm not logged in on Netflix on my computer, so I can't go look. Okay. Yeah, I just saw the Ray and Shinji swap, and that was yeah, it. Yeah, that's all. Unless it was Asuka, unless for some reason they showed Asuka in O2, and I thought she was in O1. They did because Asuka was talking to. They um, did show Asuka, yeah. Oh. Okay. She was also doing a tr- uh, her test, right? Or. I don't know if she was actually in it, but they, she's in the because scene. She's, okay. Because she's jealous of everybody else. Oh, yeah, because she keeps like tuning in to yeah. Shinji, and she's like, no, right, like, stop, yeah. you're distracting him. And Shinji and Ray are doing this weird thing where they're smelling each other. Yeah, I, I love how that's like the common thread right there. It's like, hmm. I, I, like, I, know, I know you just put that like off, Shinji. but I think that's important. Maybe. I think that's important. I'm oh. going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that. But I, I just think it's funny that like they get Ray gets in there it's like, hmm, smells like Shinji. Yeah. I mean, no, the fucking water that's inside the fucking robots, like that's like blood, right? There's no like they have described it several times. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because they already mentioned that earlier. Yeah, they have mentioned the fact that it's, it's like it's blood in there. Because Shinji had like a little blow off text about it being blood. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, we we realize that Ray can be. I think Ray is one of those people that can be compatible with anybody, like any robot, but. I don't think she's as strong as anybody else. Like, I think she's like the weakest one out of all the pilots just because she's, she's like a jack of all trades. You get what I'm saying? The master of none. Yeah, the I master of none. I feel like these sync tests and compatibility with different units and all that is kind of a misdirect. What do you mean? I think it is too. Uh, because Shinji gets in unit zero zero and then he has those like flashes of Ray and goes berserk. Just like Unit Zero Zero did previously with Ray. Yeah, no, we've never had a successful combat session in anyone's other shit, right? Uh, Ray has. Ray's been in Unit O One. No, the only the closest we got is when uh, Shinji and Asuka were both in O Two. Yeah, but yeah, Ray was able to control O One without any problems. Well, she was able to like be in it and sink. She didn't actually do anything. Yeah, there was no actual combat. Yeah, but I, I think that's completely fine. But, I mean, if you guys don't think it is, it's fine. I just think, to me, it looks like Ray can, like, hop in into any robot and do whatever she wants. Because her whole mind's like Except that. We know that's not true because we saw her in her own unit 
and go berserk. Yeah, but we also see Shinji going to a whole unit and he goes berserk. So it's not Wei's fault. It's the robot's fault. It's the Eva's fault. Exactly. That's what I mean. So I don't think the people have as much input as the Eva's, if that makes sense. Yeah, but then you're saying that the Eva 01 is, um, is fine with Wei controlling it. It might uh, just be because to, it's to an extent, again, like I said, I feel like it's kind of a misdirect. But actually, now that you bring that up, remember that because we will circle back. <laughs> Think about the importance that Gendo puts on Ray and the importance that he puts on Unit Zero One. But yeah, Shinji loses control and he starts bashing the wall. Which whoever built the windows in this space, give them a goddamn raise. <laughs> 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 yeah, good point. That's so good, Owens. I like it. I like it. And we're led to believe that it's after Ray, and then we learn later Ritsuko's like, "No, I think it was after me." Hey, it was after me, bro. Which, hold up, why? Yeah, yeah what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Ritsuko knows some shit. Um, and then we briefly learn about the Spear of Longinus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we discuss this, we have to discuss the fact that Shinji literally went into Ray's mind. Like the fact that the robot has Ray's mind in it, well, able, well, Shinji is able to access it. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly something going on. With, I mean, think back to the very first episode, right before Masato comes and picks up Shinji, he see, he gets that flash of Ray on the street. Yeah. So there's there's something going on there. No, I'm just saying though, the fact that the what's it called the robot has part of Ray's mind in yeah, it. Yeah, the robot triggered the mind, yeah. not just Shinji going like, "Oh, look, there's a girl I've never seen before." Yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 she wasn't actually there in the first episode though. Yeah, that was just and a vision. She's obviously not in his mind either. I have thoughts about that, which again we will talk about in sixty. Oh, are oh, we okay. talking about a Shinji's fucking crazy? Is that what it is? Because no, nope. I always type it. Okay, it's okay, worse no. than that. <laughs> let's uh, let's go into fifteen. Well, well, j- just real but, quick, do you guys yeah. know what the spear of Longinus is? No, no. The spear of Longinus is the spear that pierced Jesus Christ when he was on the uh, the cross. Lovely. Wow, I would never know. That's how much I'm into religion, you guys. So they actually have that spear, or that's that's just what they're calling it? I think that's just what they're calling it for thematic reasons. And, you know, Gendo was like, or someone's like, oh, what about the spear of Longinus or whatever? And he's like, oh, don't worry. Ray's got that handled. Yeah. And then we see Ray walking down a hallway holding a spear (laughs) called the spear of Longinus. Is that spear like supposed to be like, I don't want to say super important, but like, I understand that it appears to Jesus Christ, but like, does it do anything else special? No, I don't think so. Or is this so. like a regular fucking spear that has a name on it because it stabbed somebody famous? I, I mean, yeah. I think yeah. it was the latter, yeah. Okay. Okay. That, I, that's what I was wondering. I'm just like, oh, does this. But it's more of a symbolic. Th- I understand. It's just, I was wondering if the spear shot lightning bolts or laser. One of those two. I don't know. My last comment for episode 14 uh, this man loves the smell of his fingers. Pro who doesn't. <laughs> Episode 15, Lies and Silence, or Those Women Longed for the Touch of Others' Lips and Thus Invited Their Kiss, co-written by Akio Satsukawa. We open on Gendo and Fuyutsuki. I hope that's his name. Okay, Um. one thing I want to discuss. Yes. What's Dogma. Dogma is like a creed, like it's not exactly a creed. I think it's like a central idea or um, a central principle or maybe it's a whole collection of them. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think a dogma is just like a belief or a principle. So we open on Gendo and Fuyutsuki in uh, the 
helicopter and we see the craters. They're like, oh, those are now lakes, like whatever they call them, three and four. <laughs> hope there aren't, hope there isn't going to be more of them, which I took that as like, oh, those are the craters uh, that were left by Sahakwiel dropping bombs. Well, I think just in general explosions. Yeah. Like not specifically his. I think it was just, <laughs> I think it was like all angel fights, you know? Yeah, and they're just like talking plans. Those two jerking each other off again. What's the what's the dummy plugs? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay, go on. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, I do kind of, I do vaguely remember that, but I didn't put any importance on it. I guess. If I'm not mistaken, aren't dummy plugs? Um, I think they're just plugs that don't actually go into like they have fake evas. They're just fake plugs too. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't think okay. there's a lot like in it. I think it's just literally like the entry plugs. They're just dummy ones where they can like do testing it. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I know that one. I don't know what that means. It's like if they want to test out the new fluid or whatever to see how they react with the suits, they put them in dummy plugs instead of the real ones. Okay. Stuff like that. So then we cut to Kyoto with uh, Kaji. We learn that he's investigating Nerve. He's talking to this woman through a door who's pretending to read a magazine but has spy information on it, which is actually pretty cool. While feeding <laughs> stuff. I don't know what she was feeding, but she was feeding something. And there, she's from the the Human Instrumentality Project. Wow! Is he investigating the Human Instrumentality Project? Who the fuck knows, dude? This guy does not know what the fuck he's doing. All right, I don't know what he's doing. Prediction time. All right, let's do it. Tokyo Tokyo Three is the Human Instrumentality Project. I don't know, dude. I don't know. The show is so over my head. It's ridiculous, dude. That entire fucking city is some weird experiment by the government to or or nerve or seal or something like, I don't know, man. Well, I know that we've heard this name before and the purpose of this place is to find the children. Yes. So it, I think it's like a farm, right? To find kids like, oh, Kensuke has it evacuated because maybe he still has potential. But Asuka's never been there. Uh, Yeah. I mean, maybe they have these set up other places. Okay. No, there's no way that it's like that. I don't think so. Well, I what I kind of got from this is just that's just a another one of the fucking acronyms we have to remember, and their whole job is just to find children. May, yeah, maybe it could be some over the top bullshit. Well, well, hold on, they did bring Asuka there though, so it is centralized. Nerve is centralized with the Evas. Yes, I think the Human Instrumentality Project and the Evas are like the same thing. Well, because we also know that like there are other Evas being made. And being greenlit. But we don't know that they have pilots. Yes, that's what we're working on. Okay. And then all I know is all I know is Koji's job is to investigate nerve particularly. Kaji. That was the exact Kaji says, thank you, Kaji. And that those were the words. They didn't say investigate anything else. They said investigate nerve. Okay. Then Asuka leaves Kaji a voicemail, which come oh, on, Asuka. I hate this. I do not like this at all. Asuka, I'm on your side, but don't do this shit. She leaves Kaji a voicemail, basically being like, ah, perverts being perverted near me or at me or whatever. Come help me, Kaji. Just to try and get she his attention. She was like, that'll get him. Which Asuka, that sucks. Don't do that. Yep. And then, and then Hikari, I think, goads Asuka into going on a double date with her. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a double date, but I'm not, I don't think it was. Was it double? Well, I, I that's kind of the impression I got. She's I like, hey, was do me a, a favor. Date. Go on a date with this guy who's like a friend of my sister or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think it was double, though. I think it was a single. She was just setting him up because the dude liked her. Maybe. But I, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, it's not really relevant. Either way, uh, Asuka gets set up by Hikari. 
and while everyone's doing stuff at the school, which first of all, oh no, Shinji is kind of doing stuff, but he's just watching Ray ring a towel. Yeah, which we find out why it's important why he's seeing Ray ring yeah, a towel. Yeah, with Shinji, we need Wait, to talk, Wait, is this before bud. he asked advice for Ray? I'm just trying to make sure I'm not forgetting this. Shinji and Daddy meeting. That's later. Oh, that's much later. Gotcha, that's my next note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- to be fair, it's mostly set up. Like, Shinji's watching Ray bring out the towel. Um, Ritsuko and Masato talk about weddings. I like this conversation because, um, what's it called? Masato's like, oh, I can't wear this dress because I wore it this one time. And I can't wear this dress because I wore it another time. And um, what's her name? Uh, Ritsuko's like, what about the orange dress? I haven't seen you wear that. And Masato's like, I can't wear that. He's like... Oh, you gotten too big for it? <laughs> yeah, she's like too tight. Yeah, she said. Well, she says, "Has it gotten too tight?" And I yeah. was like, "Yeah, fuck off." He's <laughs> just like, "I'm gonna grab something when I'm out." I just, th- I like that conversation between those two. Yeah, it was good, and I, and I think it shows a just a fun thing of like, oh, people are just like getting married like crazy, apparently. Yeah, because the war is ending. Yeah, gotta have those quarantine babies. And then Shinji asks Ray about Gendo. I don't remember really what he says. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's like, oh, so what can you tell me about Gendo? And she's like, what are you talking about, dude? He's like, I saw you guys having a good conversation. And she's just basically like, I don't know, dude. What do you want from me? I have nothing to tell you about Gendo. And then he gets weird, which, to be fair. Okay, yeah, this one was so out of left field. I do not understand it. From his perspective, he it's a compliment. Right. Yeah. Like he, he's trying to be nice. He says like, oh, watching you wring out that towel, you looked like a mother. You might make a good housewife someday, which did she smile after that? She did. She smiles and blushes for one from Shinji's perspective. That's a compliment because like that's what he thinks. I guess women are supposed to be like. Absolutely. <laughs> he's saying, like, oh, you, you would be a good adult woman, maybe. And then for her, I think she takes it as a compliment because she kind of has this moment of like, wait, hold on. Someone. Someone's looking at me, I guess, like not only like as a woman, but as a human, not just this instrument of destruction or an Eva pilot or whatever. So are you saying and, and that statement, are you are you saying that she's a Eva pilot and because of that, she's an instrument of destruction or instrument of destruction and an Eva pilot? Eh, both. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how linked the two are, but, you know, for the most part, we raise a weapon. Yeah. And that's kind of how we see her. But you also mentioned like you're like, look at her as human. I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Well, we don't really see people treat her like a human. Oh, uh, in terms of that regard, someone's just treating her like she should be treated. Yeah. Like, and, and not only that, I think it's maybe telling that he talks about her future like, oh, you know, you'd be great at having a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. And probably no one has ever said anything like that to Ray. She yeah, probably very, gets praised yeah. for being an Eva pilot, which, uh, Oof, Shinji, please pump the brakes on the mother stuff with Ray, please. So there's a prediction that I want to say after this episode. With we could discuss it. I think it's the same prediction which I have for 16. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can say it after this episode. Yeah, that's fine. Then we we got back to the apartment, and you know, all three of them have their plans for the next day. Do we think Asuka has like dad issues? I don't know. Why would you say that for? Because we know everyone else's parental issues at this point. Except for ostensibly Ray, but woof. That's probably a whole other thing. I think Oscars might be mother issues. I don't think it's dad, but I might be completely wrong. We get that one scene of her, like, you know, whimpering and saying mommy while she's asleep. Yeah. Which I, at this point, I take to mean that her mom's dead. Yeah. Well, I also got, you know, about my past, right? From the Hot Springs episode part. Right. And, And I think this scene specifically 
and this couple, these couple of episodes really drive home the point that Masato is playing surrogate mother to Shinji, but she feels much more of like a big sister to Asuka than a mother figure. Yeah. Despite them being the same age and in the same position. Because they're just out there like talking about the clothes they bought and arguing about perfume. Also, did you guys see Pin Pin laying on the pillow? Yeah, I was going to yes. say, great <laughs> Pin Pin scene. <laughs> And then Masato goes into Shinji's room and is like kind of hypocritical and kind of pointless because I, I guess Shinji has been taking steps, but basically tries to give him a pep talk of like, hey, man, you got to stop like running away and moping all the time. Just like take that first step to fix your relationship with your dad instead of being like, yo, fuck Gendo. He doesn't deserve you. Um, I have to agree with Shinji. Uh, fuck Gendo. He does not deserve you. Well, no, Sh- Shinji doesn't think that. But I mean, that's it's I just found it kind of weird that Masato like is trying to build him up to repair his relationship with Gendo instead of being like, dude, you don't need that guy. He sucks, especially considering her own situation. (laughs) No, this whole situation is just like Masato and Shinji basically have the same life. Yeah. And see, I think she's speaking from the heart, basically, to Shinji. You see, wish she done the same thing. Yeah, maybe. That's actually a good point. And, and we know that Shinji does not want to spend time with his dad. So I think what Misato just comes no, in. No, he though, super does. Does he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he really, Shinji really wants, does. Yeah, he, he just is attention. scared about it. Okay. Because I got really mad at the end of this fucking ep- or this part right here. Which part? When she, I think after her little scolding, she was like, and remember, you have to go see your mother soon. And I was like, oh, come the fuck on. We got 16 episodes and there's no mother. Like, because I would assume she was dead. And then they said that. Like, oh, I I was just pissed. I was like, if they if they introduce the mom, an actual character. Yeah. But then it's the gravesite. And I was like, OK, fine. I'm calming down again. Gotcha. I actually would love I would actually love to see the mother like. Hey, I have thoughts about that. Yeah, I think I we've seen her. You have. Yeah. <laughs> huh. OK. Oh, um, boy. God, I want to rush through 15 so bad. Oh, I know. OK. Uh, so we get the wedding, which is kind of fun because like it, it's very much like. Hey, happy wife, happy hey life. Just people going through the motions. It almost feels insincere. And they make it that way too, because it was like so cut so quick. Yeah. It was like wedding, haha, yay, speech reception. Okay, now they're drunk. Yeah. And then Kaji shows up. It's fuck Kaji. <laughs> then we get to the gravesite. Uh we learn that Shinji's mom has been dead for ten years. So he would have been three or four when she died. Yeah. And it's been three years since him and Shinji or Shinji and Gendo have visited the grave together shinji talks about like oh i can't remember her face do you have any uh pictures or anything and he's like nah dude and he gives him this like fucking stupid bullshit line uh forgetting lets us go on living but there are some things we must never forget what does that mean what i mean (laughs) which to be fair like it's complete nonsense but he also says, like, oh, that's something that Yui, who is the wife, uh, taught me. And that's, like, how I try to live my life. So Gendo, this is the most humanity Gendo shows and that he's still, like, living in a way. He's also living for someone else's approval. Like, he's trying to live up to the standards of his dead wife, theoretically, and do good by her. Uh, that's a stretch. I mean, that he kind of I mean, explicitly that's... says it. Whether he's doing a good job or not is questionable. I don't know, man. Off of one sentence of dialogue, just just because she said it once and he repeats it for his son doesn't mean he's living his life by it. No, but I mean, in his own way, he probably thinks he is. Because he also said you keep what's important inside of you. Oh, in the conversation, we know that Shinji ran away. 
which is very shitty, but a true statement. And that's why, like, there's no memories of or photos of her or anything. Is that why you think? Nope, but that's what he told him. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Oh, there's no body either. Yeah, there's no body. What's up, there. Gendo? Huh. You threw everything away, huh? Nothing shady here. Everything's cool. No body, no pictures. Sure. Whatever you say, Gendo. Uh, uh, then his helicopter comes and he goes to get in it. We get a quick shot of Ray in the helicopter. And Shinji being jelly. And, yeah, and Shinji. Oh, God. And then he's like, hey, wait. I'm really glad we had this talk. And he's like, I see. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I see. And then he just leaves. I, I would like to say, is this intense father dog fad? Father-son uh, discussion. Like, god damn, it's just intense. Yeah. It, oh, it doesn't instantly cut to Shinji playing Bach. Yeah, is that Bach? Yeah, the cello suite number one. Did you look it up or did you just know that? A um, little bit of both. I forgot. I knew it was the cello suite number one. I forgot who made it. Um, That's something I would like to discuss. Did they get a big apartment? Uh, no. I don't think so. I, no, I'm, no, they did not. Okay, I'm just saying it looks bigger. Masato like, probably cleaned up. Okay. <laughs> or Shinji cleaned up. Probably also, more likely. Pen Pen's uh, fucking room is fantastic. I fucking love Pen Pen and his fridge room. It's great. Pen Pen's about to have his best scene of the whole series coming up. Okay. So we get back to the apartment with uh, Shinji apparently playing box whatever. Cello number one. Cello suite number one. Mambo number five. And, uh... Asuka comes in and is like, hey, you're actually pretty good. And Shinji's like, okay, cool. yeah, I've been playing forever. I never stopped because no one told me to. She's oh like, yeah, that, and Asuka's like, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Of course, dude. What? Yeah, that's so fucked up, Shinji. Also, uh, Shinji told him, told her that he's not even that good. He just did it by because he just kept playing. Yeah. And, yeah, and she even says something like, hey, you know, perseverance is like the first step to improvement. Yep. Like, she's actually being nice. And and then Shinji's like, hey, I thought you were on a date. And Asuka's like, nah, that dude was super boring, so I left him in line at a roller coaster. God, that's so mean. God that's damn, Asuka. Hey, this is, the, this is the one y'all like. Dude, Asuka is so mean and so the worst, but watching her on a TV show, oh, God, I love her. I'm just saying, if Asuka was in real life, I would never, like, I would hate her. But like, oh, absolutely. She she's a great character. Like, I love her as Shinji's foil. Like, oh my gosh, because Shinji's just a punk ass bitch. I mean, really. I, I I'm not, I won't take anything away from you there. But to get someone out of the shell, you don't keep saying, "Hey, you're a fucking idiot." Let's argue. I mean, to be fair, she's fourteen. Yeah, but she has a college degree. Yeah, that she's book intelligent, not necessarily emotionally intelligent. <laughs> uh, that just that 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 pisses me off a little bit. And let's be real, like, she's not much more socialized than Shinji, I think. No, probably because she has a college degree. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's 14 and has a college degree and is piloting an EVA. That's still like, ugh, fuck her. She didn't have time to hang out with kids her age. I, I don't know, don't dude. Like she seems pretty popular. Like, I, I think she's... She's popular because she's fetishized as a Westerner. But if you want to talk about the kiss scene, I also get the impression... Well, we'll talk about that. Um, we then we cut over to the bar. Yeah, okay, we get that scene. That's what I was about to... Yeah, which, uh, Eva, you almost made Kaji a decent character. You uh, were so close. <laughs> I'm done. I don't like this guy. Because he actually, I mean, they, yeah, they were talking about, like, the old days, and like, oh, we were all friends in college, and then uh, Masato gets up, and Kaji actually has, like, a great bit where he's like, yeah, we were living together, but it was more like 
we were just playing house. You know, we were kids who didn't know what to do. Like maybe we had something good. Maybe we didn't either way. Eh, we screwed it up and it's gone now. And like he actually he says some good stuff. Yeah. And and I think part of why Kaji sucks so much is because the writers don't even seem like they know what to do with him. Because in the next scene, he's a completely different character again. What was the next scene after that? Well, the next scene with Kaji, sorry. But he, then he also gives uh, Ritsuko the coin. And Ritsuko is like, oh, so you were in Kyoto. And he's like, no, I wasn't in Kyoto. I was somewhere else. And she's like, I ain't dumb, dude. Come on. Didn't, didn't she like, know everything, too? Like, I know you're playing both sides or something like that. Oh, yeah. She basically says, like, hey, man, what you're doing is dangerous. You're going to get burned. Yeah. And then she leaves. And, and then I think we basically cut to... Uh, there's a little bit more between Masato and Kaji, I think. And then we cut to Masato throwing up in an alley. Yep. I'm and not going to lie. Kaji, when I first cut, I was like, is he fucking her in the alley right now? Oh, and I was like, God. oh, no, I heard the sound. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, wow, probably be the same sound either way. Because Kaji's gross. Dude, he needs to shave that supple. Yeah. <laughs> She right, she right. Um, and he's given her a piggyback, and Masato has a drunken breakdown. Yeah, I don't know what that shit was between them. She's two. like, oh, do you think I've changed? Like, I'm sorry I broke up with you. You reminded me too much of my dad. And she's like, oh, do you think I've changed? I'm such a hypocrite. I'm no better than Shinji. She says, like, her revenge is a delusion, and she's just chasing after her father still. She only uses men when it's convenient for her. And Kaji, being a typical piece of shit, is over there like, yo, how do I make her shut up? I know, I'll kiss her. And that happens. Yeah, I have nothing for the scene. I was so lost. I, I mean, I did really like Masada, like, breaking down and basically contradicting, her contradicting pretty much everything she said about herself. I mean, basically, what this means is, what's called, Masato Shinji is basically the same person. Yeah. And so Masato got some of her shit together, but Shinji's fucking 14. Masato's had 15 extra years to try and work it out. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's just 10, 10 years ahead of him. Yeah. And then we, we cut to a great shot of back in the apartment. Asuka's got her head down on the table and just like tapping a finger on it. She's like, hey, Shinji, want to kiss? <laughs> and Shinji's like, yeah, what? wait, what? Hold on. Excuse yes. me. <laughs> And she's like, what, are you scared to kiss me? He's like, I'm not scared. It's just, why would you want to do that? And, but dude, and then she's like, because you think your dead mom's watching you? Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> so weird. And she's like, no, I'm not scared. And it's great because they both have this air of like, I kiss all the time. <laughs> the tone, their tone says I kiss all the time. And yeah. clearly like neither of them has ever. And uh and, and then they, they, we get them like face to face, and Asuka's like, "Stop breathing on my face." Oh wait, wait a <laughs> second. So I say, uh, "Pin Pin doesn't give a fuck." I oh, think that happens while they're kissing. Yeah. Oh, okay. She like pinches his nose because she's like, "Stop breathing." <laughs> yeah, she's like, tickles. "Your your nose hair is tickling my mouth. Stop breathing." <laughs> oh my god. And then pinches his nose and goes in for that kiss. I'm just saying because we know Shinji has no balls, he would never like do this. So Asuka has to be the one that does it. Also, let's be real, like, Asuka was playing it, but she just wanted to kiss Shinji. Oh, yeah, she did. And Shinji starts, like, losing his breath, and, and we see Pen Pen just, like, waddle over and, like, oh, excuse me, coming through. <laughs> you're, you're on my front lawn. <laughs> go into his house that they're just kissing right in front of. Like the stereotypical bar scene where the couple goes home, they start making out in front of the doorstep, and the guy tries to get inside from his, like, second shift job. Yeah. Yeah, that was Pin Pin just trying to get back to his family. <laughs> Shinji turns like 
purple. They break their kiss. Shinji gasps for breath and Asuka immediately runs away and starts gargling and yells back. That's not something you just do because you're bored. Oh, I hate her. No, I think it's because I think she's mad at Shinji because Shinji did not do anything to Asuka while this was happening. Usually a guy would go for an embrace, right? And Shinji literally leaves his fucking hands to the side of his um body. He gives you no like um what's it called? Well, she wouldn't know that. Like, if you see a bunch of movies, like, a guy will hold the fucking lady we know kissing, right? There's no way you're kissing somebody and you leave your hands by right So, so I've you. been told. I, I really don't know. But, I yeah. think <laughs> that Asuka was... It's more just Asuka doesn't know, like... No, Shinji fucked this she, up She doesn't hard, know how dude. to have emotions. Asuka is so emotionally undeveloped that she couldn't even have that nice moment immediately. She just had to run to the bathroom and just be like, gargle and be like, it's your fault we kissed even though I kissed you. No, no, this was such a long kiss. Like, I think Asuka was waiting for Shinji to do something. Something for them to, like, I was, I think she was waiting for Shinji to hold her. But Shinji is such a punk-ass bitch that he throws his hands to the side and doesn't do shit. Well, I mean, what if he doesn't want her? Then you back her off? You do something. You don't do, you just don't sit, you just don't do nothing. You guys saying? <sighs> Yeah, for like a for a rom com, sure. They're cursing way too long. Yeah, but but I mean that's be for one, Shinji is just being Shinji. Like he's just doing it. And I mean Asuka, again, I don't she plays it off, but I don't think she has any more experience doing this than Shinji does. So she doesn't know what she's doing either. So in her mind, she's probably just like, I don't know, this is what kissing is, I guess. But then uh Kaji brings Masato home. And Asuka runs over to him and tries to get him to stay and clings onto his arm. And that's when she smells the lavender perfume that she tried to borrow from Masato. But Masato was like, nah, you can't have that. What, what do you need that for? <laughs> to which, you know, Asuka now thinks like, oh, Kaji and Masato were close now. They did stuff. They kissed. <sighs> so then she gets mad and... Okay, he, I'm actually really curious about this because I, I'm watching the sub. I want to know from the dub, like Asuka gets really mad and basically and yells at Shinji like, oh, I'm mad. I'm pissed because I kissed you. It, does she say how where's the emphasis in the dub? Does she say like, I'm mad because I kissed you or I'm mad because I kissed you, which uh, I guess while you do that, I mean, I, I, kind of to monkey's credit, I think. Um, you know, she sees like Kaji as what a guy should be. And I think that's kind of why she has this like weird crush on him because uh, the guy that Kaji is in order to get his attention, she has to act a certain way. She probably feels. Uh, okay. I think that was the implication that it was just because me and him kissed, not her kissing the wrong guy. Okay. So, so it's, she's trying to say that she's mad because they kissed, not because it was him that she kissed. Yeah, because she was like, why are you so bummed? And then she was like, I'm mad because I kissed you, that's why. Or I'm bummed because I kissed you, that's why. Something okay. Like that. it's, yeah, it's, it's the implication to me. So she's just deflecting. Yeah. That could, cause that could, that's a way meaner scene if she puts the emphasis on you. Yeah, and that's also something he might not even <laughs> realize either. Yeah. No, that's just still her deflecting the fact that she is not emotionally developed enough to understand her feelings for men, whether or not she, I don't know. I can kind of see Asuka big argument being, uh, she just wants to be loved by someone in that man woman way. And the only person she can do that with right now is Shinji. Sure. 
and that's they may not really like each other, but she just wants to be in that relationship so bad that she just says you're it by default. I mean, I, I think you're right about that, but I think Shinji has feelings for Asuka. Like, there's no like. I think Shinji has feelings for like ninety percent of the fucking characters in this show. I think Shinji's the same way, and just the and a more dude version of it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because every time I see him like go for a woman, he's like, oh, because he kind of looks at Ray. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what decision he makes. I mean, he 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 has peaked on Oscar before. Like, I mean, Oscar was like naked, so I guess what kind of guy would not peak? But like, yeah, I mean, he peaked on Oscar. He's peaked on Ray, but like, he never. Now, uh, since this has become a focal point, let me. Full disclosure, when this series originally came to Netflix, I saw some conversation around it. There is. I think it's actually pretty widely accepted that Shinji being straight is not a like foregone conclusion. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. And that's why sexuality is like such a big thing in this show. I definitely can see that because he looks so confused every time women involve him in sexuality. Yeah. And actually that's like such a big reason. I think um, why the Netflix dub uses a non-binary actor for Shinji or non-binary voice actor for Shinji. Yeah. And why people love that so much. Because it's, like, apparently so fitting for the character. We haven't really gotten much of it, and I, I expect it to come in, but it's something that I've heard about this show. Oh, okay. I just know how this episode ends. I mean, the show ends, and I would not understand why that's a thing. But let's wait until the end. But after that, we get we get a shot of, what, the, the dot... To the dogma with Ray just chilling in a tube. Because <laughs> sure, <laughs> I guess that's what Ray does when everyone else is out kissing. Well, I mean, she has room, so I don't know what she's doing, Endo. Um, and Kaji is sneaking around. And he's about to open a door and gets held up by Masato. And she basically says, like, hey, I'm going to let you go this once. Which also, hey, Masato... You were blasted and you up catching a dude sneaking around. Good on you. How you're not hung over to hell and back. I don't know, but uh, it takes practice. I mean, we obviously see her drunk a lot in the show. Yeah, fair enough. And truly, it's uh, say which, which, with what you will. But uh, yeah, the more you drink, the easier hangovers are. Ugh, okay. But yeah, she's basically like, hey, I'm, you just get out of here. I'm going to let this go once because you helped me out last night. Uh, hold on. Let me let me show you what Evangelion's about real quick. And he opens the door. And I'm pretty sure Masato pulls the trigger at that point, right? I, th- I think we do get a cut to uh, Gendo and Ritsuko. No, but I hear no gunshot. We can jump back to that. Well, I think she pulls the trigger and it just clicks. I'm pretty sure there's no gunshot, but... It's basically implying that there's actually no bullets in there. Uh, actually, let's talk about Gendo and Ritsuko first, because what's behind that door is much more important. So we get to Gendo and Ritsuko. Kaji says, oh yeah, Gendo and Ritsuko are also not telling you things. Like, just hear me out here. And then he goes to open the door. Yeah, this is not all you don't know as much as you think you do. Ah, uh, yeah. So they open the door and we see what we're led to believe is Adam. The first angel nailed to a cross with what the fuck is even that, that lower body and leaking a goo that looks real familiar, huh? The TCL fluid or whatever. Oh, I did not see the goo. Is that the fucking goo for the Evagellians? I think so. And I think the spear of Longinus is even in him, isn't it? Oh, wow. Well, I don't know, man. If it's uh, there's something in his chest or whatever or in the spear 
or stomach that is two pronged. So if that was the spear, then yes. Which I believe is the spear. Which me which also means Ray came down here and did that. So Ray knows about this. Probably. I think she did it. Because there is a there is a world where she just handed it off and someone else did it. But I do too. I don't think that they would mention it earlier if if she doesn't know about it as well. And why why do you think that's not the TCL fluid? Oh, I don't I don't well, I just don't know. Because the amount of times we see the fluid and all of the like video changes and stuff like that, mm. or the color changes while they're in the, the fucking thing, you know, in the Eva. Okay. It's, I, like it's hard for me to pinpoint what the actual fluid looks like. It could just be dripping fucking goo. I don't know. Yeah, he. Do, I mean, I think that's the next episode. But I mean, yeah. he did say it smells like blood. Oh, okay. No, no, he had said this. He, yeah. Like the first time I, they go into my Eva, takeaway he said was that it. was it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> on some weird Willy Wonka shit here. Okay, so I said so. Kanji, or Kenji, Kaji, Kanji. He Kanji. said this, that's the first. Uh, that's the first angel, Adam. Uh huh. He does say that. Yep. But we see Adam. So that's not Adam, right? Uh-huh. That's something else. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Um, I have a hot take. Well, yeah. So he says it's Adam, and she goes, Eva, the first angel. Oh, she does say that, doesn't she? Because I was super fucking confused because I heard Adam, Eva, the first angel, all in the same like five seconds. Huh? She does say that. But I think she might have mistaken it, but I don't know. Uh, if anyone's going to know what the first angel looks like, it's going to be her. No, she was. that was the second angel. That wasn't the first one. I thought the 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 first angel caused the second impact because it happened 15 what? years ago. I don't know because there were only two angels previously. So she knows what the second one looks like. I don't know. I don't know if that was the first or second angel. Oh, uh, we just have to get that clarified. Yeah, because she's seen an angel or at least... She was there when the second impact occurred. I would bet that's the second angel. Yeah, I would think it was the second I'll angel. Have to, I'll have to relook at that timeline. Which, now that I think about it, my theory of the first impact being the nukes probably doesn't make sense. I mean, I was going to say it was a bad theory, but I didn't want to say anything. A lot of... <laughs> hey, there's a lot of stuff about nukes in Japanese media, my man. Also, Anna went on to make a Godzilla movie. I'm just saying, um, trying to make all this make sense, there's no way. There's way too much shit happening. Okay, so here's the thing I want to discuss. Yeah. This is my theory. I think Ray is a fucking clone. I am kind of there with you. I think she's a clone to Shinji's mother. I am kind of there with you. That was my 16 theory, yeah. Because Shinji is seeing Ray uh, do the fucking towel thing, and I thought that was a fucking line that Shinji says, or thinking, or something like that. He's like, you... You do the thing like my mom did. Well, he he says you do it like a mother. Yeah, just a mother. How many mothers has Shinji seen? Just his know. mom. But but the fact that I mean Shinji doesn't remember what his mom looks like. There's no body, no pictures. Uh, Gendo is super shady. Gendo is super attached to Ray for some reason. I, it um, makes to me it makes sense. It makes sense that Ray is a clone. Like everything that you said. Like Gendo is fucking has a relationship with Ray. We don't know where it is but it just could be just because it looks like the mom when she was 14 i am fully on board with that theory but i have one alternative i'm gonna get you guys some yoga mats for all these stretches that y'all are doing you don't think it's a clone <laughs> well my my Hold hot on, take comes after episode 16 but we'll hear yours uh well i mean this would also come after 16 but we'll get there but since we're talking about the shinji's yeah, mom fuck theories, it, let's just jump into it 
No, no, uh, because, well, no, because well, episode 15, this. episode 15, I'm like, Ray's a fucking clone. It all makes sense. If Ray isn't Shinji's mom, Eva 01 is Shinji's mom. Yes, that's my theory. <laughs> I mean, you might be right about that. Which we'll get into. So let's talk about episode 16. No, actually, I'm just going to say, I'm just, this is what I'm going to say. Race hell color is not a normal hell color. And everybody in the show has a normal hell color. Uh, Masato doesn't. Masato's purple. Masato can be black and purple. Um, Ritsuko's is blonde. That doesn't matter. It's a it's a normal hell color. She could be dying. Not for Japanese people. Well, so could Ray. <laughs> what you think Ray is dying all hell? She can't pick up fucking bandages off the floor, but you think she could die all hell? What's wrong just, with you, dude? dude what kind of stupid <laughs> thing are you saying? It's anime. I don't think hair color matters. No, dude. I'm saying Gray is a fucking clone. I don't again. I don't disagree it, with you. I think it. I think she Ray is. being his mom. Yeah, it makes sense because we don't know nothing about fucking history. Jendo is fucking in love with her because I think the only one that could bring out Jendo's fin- feelings is the fucking mother, and I think it's Ray. Again, I do not disagree. Although you could say the way is a fucking science experiment, that's why Jindo likes likes her. But I think she's a fucking clone of the mother. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's um, Eva 01 because, hey, we had that episode about transhumanism and people being put into machines. Okay, so episode 16, In Sickness Unto Death and dot dot dot, or Splitting of the Breast, co-written by Hiroshi Yamaguchi, who also wrote on Dragon Ball Super and Gurren Lagann. We open on, you know, a morning in their apartment. Shinji is making breakfast, the- theoretically doing all the morning duties. Um, we hear Asuka yell and then run out and start yelling at Shinji because her bath was too hot, to which Shinji apologizes. And Asuka starts then yelling at him for apologizing too much. To which he apologizes for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she, I, dude, she's totally right. She's like, dude, stop thinking everything is your fault like push back a little uh but if not to flaunt that she went to college she calls him intrapunitive yeah which come on asuka no one knows what that means yeah you're going again with those five dollar words which i mean actually it is a perfect word to describe shinji to be fair it is just someone who takes all the blame internally like he assumes everything is his fault i wrote asuka calls their shit and i don't know what that means oh okay uh so minato oh Masato and um Kenji are dating. Oh, Kaji. Yeah, Kaji is dating. And uh, Masato's like, no, we're not. And then uh, you get a call. Entering the machine picks it up. And Kaji's Kaji's, uh, saying, oh, something about a date or something like that. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, what if we went out drinking tonight? Yeah, that's what it is. So they do the test and Shinji gets the top scores. And Masato comes on. It's like, hey, good job, Shinji. You're number one. And then we cut over. Or I don't know if anything else happens in that scene. But then we get to the locker room and Asuka is just like going off. Like, oh, everybody look at Shinji. Shinji's so cool. Everyone pray Shinji. What a fucking cool guy. God, right, I hate right, him. <laughs> right, Ray. And Ray's just like not having any of it. And then she just leaves. <laughs> Thank you, Ray, for understanding. Asuka just needs someone who's like an actual goddamn person, maybe. Yeah, somebody to talk to, right? Like, man. Not these two, not Ray and Shinji, who are like, oh, I'm just going to go be sad by myself and not engage with you at all. I've never thought about it. I mean, but she makes it so fucking hard to open up to her on any type of emotional level when she's like, but I mean, just like, being the way she is. We even see at the beginning of this episode, like, all she, like... All she wants is Shinji to push back. Be a person. Which we've seen Shinji do before. I just know what, don't know why he doesn't talk to Asuka like he did beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like, why is he like fucking check why the temperature? Make your own I damn bath then. Yeah. I don't know why Shinji's not talking to Asuka like that anymore. It's weird. I just, I think, I don't know. I, when you expect someone to do that way and like, I kind of like get where Shinji's coming from because like, it doesn't matter what you do in his mind. She's just going to keep calling him an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, it doesn't matter if he talks back or not. She finds an excuse for every fucking thing that he does. And why would you even, at that point, why would you even want to be around her? Why just, why not just take the easy way out, do what you keep doing, and that'll limit conversations? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, Asuka's... Like, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think Shinji's to blame in this, in this scenario. No, but I mean, I mean, like, no one in this series is mentally healthy. No, not at all. And that, this is just Asuka's thing. Like, like I said before, when you meet her, this is, that's how she shows affection, Right. That's how she plays. I mean, we know that, but Shinji doesn't. Right. I, I guess I'm just trying to explain. That's why I give her some understanding. Like, this is how she's dysfunctional. <laughs> then we get Shinji on the bus. He's trying to make a fist because that's assertive. And that's what you do when you're assertive and confident. You make fists. <laughs> and he finally does it. And he's like, yeah. And then we see like two little kids laughing at him for whatever reason. And honestly, I get you, Shinji. In his head, he's probably like, oh, God, what are there are so many things about me they could be laughing at. Which one is it? <laughs> oh, but I mean, Shinji's a fucking Ava play and shit like that. But whatever, dude. Get hung up with the little shit with two fucking kids that we never meet again. But whatever. Yeah, dude. And then we get the twelfth angel, Leliel, which is shown to be represented as a black and white sphere in the sky. It's actually pretty funny that we. I think this is the first time we see the Eva's like using buildings as cover. No, Shinji has used it with like guns before. Yeah, and there's oh, okay. also a uh, there's also like a. Um, Hey, we don't really know what this one does, so be careful. Yeah. And then that's why I think that's why they were like kind of like behind cover. Sure. Again, what is this angel supposed to fucking do? Why are these we'll angels get there. so random? These are random fucking angels. I mean, I'll give it to them that, that they're random as in I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. When they first show up. There's no why more reason. It's like the problem I'm having with these angel attacks. It, it's, it's, um, Symbolism first. That's what matters. Story first. Like the, the mechanics don't matter. The oh, point the mechanics matter for me. No, but I'm saying from their, from how they're trying to tell the story. I think that's the way they're approaching it. I don't care how you fucking watch it, Owens. I'm just saying how I'm watching it. Also, the humans would have lost. Would have lost so soon because these angels are fucking overpowered. That fucking Avas is not doing shit against these a angels. Like, oh my gosh, it's so much luck. These fucking point zero 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 one percent. Like these guys should have lost a long time ago. Yeah, I think one big thing is if you look at it as a monster of the week perspective, then you'll focus up on those mechanics, which I know you yeah. mentioned multiple times. So I, I haven't looked at it as a monster of the week because I'm not focused on the angels them so much as I am like, what the fuck are the Evas? Is what I want to know. I don't give a fuck yeah, about the same. angels. Oh, no, no. The Evas the, the are fucking angels. Yeah, I was say, that something. might be the same question. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Oh, but you know what's really real, though? The Evas? They're all humanoid robots that fight. Really weird that they're consistent like that instead of fucking angels where they're fucking random and can be whatever they want to be. Except that the Evas are... Are semi-manchained. Yeah. God, I just want to see. I'm ready for us to talk about Shinji's confidence. Before we get to that, I think it's great that um, Shinji's in there with a pistol. I think uh, Ray has a rifle 
or machine gun, and Asuka's just out there with an axe. Battle axe, I'm fucking yeah. love it, dude. But Asuka kind of like goads Shinji into taking point. He's like, fine, I will take point. And he pops out and starts blasting the angel. Oh, before that, though. Uh, so, yeah, he takes points blasting it, and I think everybody else is supposed to, like, cover him. Oh, something happens, but I just think this is a nice little wood-building thing. Is, uh, so Asuka's fucking plug gets is too tight to wherever mm-hmm. it is. Like, she's not able to go over CDT. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. So CC pops it out, and um, what's called? And there's, like, another place for it to pick up a plug and put it back inside of her. And I'm just like... That's really cool, and I like that. Like, I like the mechanics of it. I know you guys don't like to fucking the mechanics of it, but I like the mechanics of that. No, that that is a really great detail. I, like I gave it too. a nod. I'm pretty sure, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we can go over with this fucking Monster of the Week shit. Well, but before that, actually, she's goading him into taking point, and I'm pretty sure she, like, leans, like, heavy into, like, the gender role stuff. And then when Shinji finds like, fine, I'm going to take point. After all, fighting is a man's job. Yeah. Uh, Asuka's like, how antiquated? <laughs> After she just said the same <laughs> yeah. shit. That's why I don't like her. That's the only reason is if she would. St- She's the worst, but it cracks me up every day. <sighs> if she would just stick to like the, I don't know. Oh, and, and that whole time uh, we, we go into the control room with like Ritsuko and the other guys like trying to get her under the control. <laughs> They're trying to wrangle these 14-year-olds that are just arguing about who's going to take point. No, they're not even arguing, dude. Like, it's just Asuka's goading Shinji to become, to take point. Yeah, but but the whole the whole time, like, the command center is like, no, guys, listen to our plan. And they're not, they're not paying attention at yeah. all. Oh, shit. What? I'm sorry. I have to circle back because we totally skipped something. Way back. I think it's like 12? Uh, the Sahakwiel one where uh, Misato promises to take them out for a steak dinner. Yes. They talk about how this plan is so bad that like typically before these kinds of plans or when, before these kinds of missions, you go make your will. Oh, yeah, we did skip that. Fuck. And like, oh, does anyone want to go make their will? And they're all like, nah, we're good. We yeah, got this. Uh, Oscars was, no, I'm not going to die. Yeah. And uh, the other ones, Ray was like, I'm fine. And Shinji was like, I, yeah, fine. <laughs> Which I think is great because uh, it's kind of like at this point, they're like, nah, whatever. We got this. We're good. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, they're not worried about being killed, even though Masada was like, you guys are probably going to die. You get that. And they're like, nah, we're good. I forgot about that. Yeah, th- th- that ju- this just reminded me of that because they're facing off against another angel. And instead of like being serious, they're bickering and not listening to the people in charge. So this has become like such a casual thing for them. Yeah, then Shinji pops out, starts blasting. It disappears and reappears as a shadow like underneath Shinji and starts sucking him in. In a pretty unsettling way. Just quicksand. Yeah, I think then Ray tries to shoot it. And it disappears again and just starts making a shadow over the whole city and starts eating like the entire city. Or I think they end up saying like 600 meters or something is the radius. It was a lot. They're ordered to pull out both of them pretty much at the same time. Uh, Ray gets it out first. What, both, they both are like trying to say, wait, hold on, we can go get Shinji. But eventually they are ordered to pull out. And we learn that Shinji, if he switches to life support only mode, can stay alive for 16 hours inside his pod. There's one thing I want to discuss. So Shinji's being swallowed up, right? Mm-hmm. The escape pod does not fucking work. Why the escape pod does not fucking work, I do not understand. It works all the other times. Oh, I'd beg to differ. I understand it's part of the story, but like, oh my gosh, it should work. Shinji should be out of there. Like, 
they're not even following their own things. Like, I would understand if Shinji gets elect electrocuted and fucks up the whole system and stuff like that. Like, I would understand that, but he's getting swallowed by a fucking black hole or whatever this angel is, and he can't leave. No, if you look back, although it's get only works half the time. I'm just saying, like, these guys should have died a long time ago. Like, this fucking science fucking technology shit is shoddy. It's so shoddy. It does not work half the time. They can't turn the stuff off. I'm definitely going to give that to you about the, uh, the, the fucking, it, the escape pod working and not working only depends, like purely depends on the story, the next part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I would understand if the fucking black hole electrocutes Shinji for a second and does and malfunctions the escape pod, but the fucking black hole's not doing that. And nothing is malfunctioning this escape pod. They're just like, oh, it's not and working. And I remember now. thinking that too. It was like, yeah. And then, well, my, I think I remember my idea being was, hey, it's not going to fucking work, you idiots, because he's the escape pod's already in the black hole. Because I remember when they talked about it, he, like, all you could see was like the head and the arms. The escape pod comes out of the back of the back. Or like the middle of the back. And that was already swallowed. And they were like, the escape pod's not working. And I was kind of like, no fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, I, and I completely understand why Shinji can't leave the escape pod. Because if he left the escape pod, the fucking Eva body would be inside the fucking angel. And there's no way they can get it. But like, it's so dumb. The fact that they have to like, oh, it's not working. Well, of course it's not working. Why would it work? Why does anything work in this fucking thing? It's really real that you guys have a fucking positive track record. Oh, we forgot to talk about that Oscar's uh, use of fucking battle axe to leave the black hole. Oh, yeah, that was great. And the prog knife. Mm hmm. But yeah, I'm sorry, but that, that literally like pissed me off to no end. Just kind of in general, I think this episode like is pretty crazy in terms of the way they do lighting and frame a lot of their shots. It's all so good. Like the scene with um, Asuka and Ray, and then the scene with uh, Masato and Ritsuko specifically. Ray's, are you talking about the scene where Ray's about to fuck Asuka up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene is amazing looking. So they're on top of a mountain, right? And they're overlooking the city. No, I, I think they're back uh, with everyone else, aren't they? I thought it was on. I thought that was outside, but I might be wrong. You guys might remember more than I do. Uh, no, but because of the scene, they were with everybody, but it was outside. Yes. Yeah. So I think you're they're both like right. on a rooftop. Okay. I think. And then Oscar, I don't know what is. I think Rishiko is, is explaining it first, but how the fucking angel walks. Which I don't want to do another rant. But how does this angel walk? I understand the fucking shadow is a fucking angel, but why the fuck is there a black? They use white like thing? a theory of like the Dirac Sea. Okay. Which I think has something to do with like imaginary numbers and uh, I don't know. It, it's it's stuff that's way beyond me. It's obviously made up science, but okay. Um. So she discusses all that and. Yes, I guess it makes sense. If you don't really think about it, it makes sense. And so fucking Oscar's blaming Shinji for this whole thing, which I have to admit it is Shinji's fault, but it's Oscar's fault on top of that. Like, Finally, oh my gosh, someone this else woman. Agrees. And dude, I like Oscar. Like, I like Oscar as a fucking character. Love strong woman, and she, she's a very strong woman. But goddamn, the fact that she's not taking any blame for this is the worst thing ever. And we do get a great scene with Ray because of this scene, but... I mean, yeah, the only thing I would add is, again, like, th this is how Asuka worries. Yep. And she's basically like, oh, you... And, and you know, to extrapolate a little bit, what she's saying is like, oh, that idiot, like, being in combat is nothing like training. Like, if you can't handle it, you shouldn't do it, stupid. Come on, man. Then Ray comes up and fucking gives her a death stare. And th the way their eyes are framed in this scene is... So good. 
I agree. I like that scene a lot. And I guess to the earlier bit about the the angel, we do the, the main thing that Ritsuko explains is that the angel is actually the shadow on the ground and the sphere in the sky is its shadow. Yeah. And then we cut back to Ritsuko and Ritsuko lays out her plan to they're going to drop. What was it? Nine hundred ninety two and two mines on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. All they had left. And they have to do it, and then the Evas are going to strike in one millisecond. Yeah, a fantastic plan from Wichiko, right? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You, you know what, though? I bet this plan has a point zero 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 one of walking. And I bet if they carried out the plan, it would fucking walk. Yeah, probably. But then Masato says, like, oh, but what about, like, what's that going to do to Shinji and the Eva? And Ritsuko's like, well... Saving Eva 01 is the priority. The pilots are expendable. At which point, Masato then just slaps Ritsuko. Yep. Knocks her glasses off. Yeah. Fucking yeah, Masato. And doesn't Masato, like, give her some... Or Ritsuko give her some shade back? Yeah. Masato basically says to Mishito that she's like, Eva 1 is the priority, not the fucking pilots, which you already discussed. But it's, like, the highest priority. Yeah, but I feel like after Masato, like, slaps her Ritsuko call like basically says like hey you're full of shit by the way and I know no she's like you too emotional in this oh, okay oh also Masato says why is um why is getting the zero one like really important do you guys think zero one is like the fucking prototype for all the different evas zero one is involved with Shinji's mother that's my hot take yeah okay so then we get to the Shinji's yep <laughs> the Shinji's plural a lot of it is represented by a vertical line talking to a horizontal line. And it's the, I guess, theoretically inner Shinji talking to him. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of different Shinjis. Um, there's the Shinji that Masato sees, the Shinji that Gendo sees, the Shinji that Asuka sees. And they're all the real Shinji. I was so tapped out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because something just swallowed this dude and then Shinji's going to die. This is after the Yale, right? Where Shinji's like, Miss Masato, get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah, let's get him out of here. And then he like goes into this, like, there's seven different real Shinjis and we're all real. And I was like, okay, cool. Can we fucking move on the story now? I love this part. I think it's so good. What did you get out of it? I mean, for one, it starts to feel like everything up to now has been like table setting. And now they're starting to address stuff. In this particular episode, this part of the episode. Well, from here to the end of the episode, yeah. Oh, from here to the end, sure. But I think you could skip this part, too, and just move on to the next scene and then say that from the, to the end. Is... Well, uh, okay, I, I do have one question about this, though. Do you guys actually think that was an inner monologue? Or do you think there was another entity talking to Shinji? There's another entity talking to Shinji. Do you think it was the Eva or the Angel? Uh, I don't think it was. An, I think it was Shinji being Shinji. No, I okay. think it's a different entity, but I don't know where it is. They've given okay. me zero reason to think otherwise um there there is one note in here there's a quick flash of dialogue where gendo is accused of killing his wife yes yeah that's all we get uh yeah, any theories or thoughts on that do you think he did kill his wife do you think shinji was witness to something i don't i think it's going to be one of those things where he physically didn't kill his wife but because of the position he's in he killed his wife mm -hmm. okay and it comes out kind of like that i don't think he killed his wife I think I somehow she had to die for evil one to be made. That's my hot take. That literally my next note is hot take. You think even one was made 10 years ago? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it has to do something with 
Shinji though. So yeah, I, I think you're right, but that that was a thing to slip in there. And it's pretty clear that with the that computer can be uh, alive with personality for so long. Why can't they hold a personality to put into an Eva for that long? Sure. And then um, Shinji starts to nod off. This angelic music comes in, and he gets embraced by Ghost Mom. Yep, which gives him the strength to get out. I don't think it gives him shit. I think that Eva gets him out. Be, well, yeah, because yeah, Eva's yeah, fucking mom. Yeah. And uh, dude, what a good scene of him breaking out of the, the sphere in the sky. Well, first he breaks out of the ground because the ground starts to split. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. And then just the absolute like evil dead level spray of blood. Yeah, that was a lot from the sphere in the sky, which, uh, Hey, birthing anybody. Oh, you think this is Shinji like becoming his own person after this? Uh, maybe it, like, yeah, I, I mean, I'll have to see how he plays out in later episodes, but th- I think it's a very, very clear, like birth parallel, especially the noises that Eva starts making. Well, of course, no ones. Have you watched any more after this? Nope. Okay. Just make it so I know you'll, I know you'll like, we'll gun co about this. No, I really want to see where this goes, but I can't, I'm not watching more because I want to make sure my takes are. Yeah, legit. I understand. Fresh up to 17. Yeah, Unit 01 starts birthing, or starts roaring, (laughs) which again, I mean, dude, it does start birthing. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, you say it, I can see the parallel, I just... I feel like there's a lot of fucking things that we've thought we've they said. They already made womb parallels. He gets embraced by his mom. We think his mom is involved with Eva. Come on, dude. I can see the symbolism, but... Is that is that the scene? Is that the scene we'll talk about when we see the mom? Or not we see the mom, but we see the... Yeah, the, the mom spirit flies into him, and then immediately this starts happening. No, I'm saying, though, the... What's called? The flashback to his mom. Not the fucking ghost mom. But is this the scene where we see flashbacks of his mom? Yes. It's it's yeah, like, are you okay? So. I'm glad to hear it. And he's like, you see boy Shinji. And we don't see what the mom looks like. Honestly, the, the creature or whatever we see looks like the first or the, the first angel we see in the series. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. So I want to discuss that. Fucking Shinji is holding a red dot, which we know is fucking angel something, right? So Shinji has met with the first angel. He's holding, like, I don't know what the red dot is supposed to symbolize, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the red dot's like very angel ish, if you get what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, sure. Where's yeah, that I come I from? This. It's doing the images of his, like, youth. Yeah, yeah, but where's the, what's the connection to the angel? It's very angel ish. Oh, have we seen, like, oh, so we haven't seen the other angels have red dots and shit, right? Oh, like, all their cores are, like, the red sphere. Yep, that's what Oh, I, I got you. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And I saw, I'm thinking Shinji met a fucking angel like when he was young. Huh, okay. This might explain why he's a fucking, uh, his synchronization is so good. Sure. Yeah, I totally missed that. That's possible. Yeah. I mean, you might want to rewatch the scene, but yeah, I pretty sure I saw that. Like, no, I did. He is holding something red in his hand. Yeah. And I'm thinking that might be an angel call or something. He might be part angel. We don't know. Um, although he'd be a really shitty angel. And then he turns out to be a fucking fantastic angel, but I would hate. Wait, hold on. New theory. Hot take coming in. Fresh out of the oven. Shinji's mom is an angel. Gendo fucked an angel. <laughs> I don't like that theory. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> and just for like, just to keep everyone on the same. So we got the, 
the 2000 back in 2004 where Gendo killed his own mom that happens inside wife that's what all the mother flashbacks to and then Shinji gets yep. real cold and then we get the something that looks like the first angel that we saw attack which I guess is angel technically number three uh-huh and that's where yeah, um, you see that scene right you see yeah, fucking yeah. Shinji holding an angel thing or something like that like something red in his hand she says like you're gonna be okay and then the boy responds, and he's holding up, he's offering up something red. And then she responds with like, oh, okay. And then that's when he bursts out. Yeah. That's Which, I mean, I have no shit. fucking clue what that's supposed to mean, because we're 16 episodes in, and they haven't given me a whole lot to work with. I think that's an angel call or something. I think that's so fucking important. So you think that he's given, somehow given her, the Eva, the the core to to get out of this thing. I don't know what it is. I know I'm saying though the fact that Shinji was so young and he had a fucking angel core or something angel ish means like it's a big thing. It's like Digimon when Ty fucking meets um not well Greymon but Greymon when he was fucking young, which is why he's able to like be friends with Agumon later on. It's that important, you guys. It's like Digimon. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll give it to you. I, I really don't know. Well, my only problem with that is that in that flashback with Shinji and theoretically the angel, uh, Funk Soul Brother wasn't playing. Oh, God. As Eva Unit 1 is bursting out, like Asuka, Ritsuko, and Masato kind of all have a realization and moment of like, oh, oh, yeah, crap. Because Asuka goes, wait. I'm piloting one of those monsters. She's never seen one go berserk. Yeah, and Masato M Masato basically has a realization of like, oh, there is way more going on here. Like, or e even once we finish this, what are they gonna do with the Evas? Right? Like, she starts to realize that there's something, there's a bigger plan here than just fighting the angels. Yeah. And as we'll see later, like Ritsuko is even a little bit taken aback by this like horrible bloody scene. Yep. Masato runs over to the Eva and basically like Gendo style pulls Shinji out and starts crying and hugging him. Shinji says like, oh, I just wanted to see everyone one last time. <laughs> and Asuka in the back kind of half-heartedly says, I thought you were going to chew him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I thought you were going to scold him. And she's just hugging him. I, I really like that because it, it really was like kind of half-hearted. Because, yeah, throughout the show or throughout this episode, Masato was like, yeah, I'm going to give that little shit a piece of my mind when he gets Yeah, back. the whole episode. Then we get to Gendo and Ritsuko hosing down Eva 01. And Ritsuko says like, yo, I was actually really scared of this thing when that happened. Like, what? And she also mentions Masato knows, or she's getting, she's starting to question. Yeah. And she also says, if Rei and Shinji ever learn the truth, they will never forgive us. Which proves my fact that Shinji's mom and Rei's a fucking clone of Shinji's mom. Yeah, maybe. It could be both. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I, I get where y'all are coming from now with that one, like once we talked about everything. And I love that they leave out Asuka. Yeah. Like, Asuka doesn't matter <laughs> to them. Because I still thought, like, I was still on the lines like, okay, so both their mothers died and the Evas are the mothers. But I could definitely be wrong here now. Luckily, these next five episodes are going to bring something out. We close, we're closing to the end, you guys. Two more yeah. weeks. And we get the end of the series, and then we have to watch fucking the end of Evangelion because they couldn't fucking finish it in the anime. <laughs> And yeah, and then we get to your Ray and Shinji. If you wanted to say something there, Anthony. Um, 
No, no, no. This was just what I want to say was Ray and Shinji would be mad. That, that's oh, what I okay. meant. Yeah, I don't. I thought you meant the scene between them. <laughs> no, I think she trips and she's like a little embarrassed and he laughs. And that's about it. No. So what happened? Shinji or Ray is there taking care of Shinji, which again, God, I th- I feel like <laughs> Otto just started reading Freud <laughs> when he made this series. But OK, do you remember what he says at the end? Oh, the blood thing. Is that what he says? What? Yeah, he says blood thing in that. No, well, so Ray starts, Ray leaves and Asuka is at the door and like peeks back, but Shinji sees her and that's when Shinji starts laughing. Oh, that's when she laughs. I, yep. Yeah, so Shinji's laughing at like, oh, Asuka is just like hanging out at the door, worried about me, but won't come in. And actually, I think that lends credence to my rebirth theory because Shinji is laughing, which doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, that is true. I did not think of that. And the last part, Anthony? I see, I think, you know, you talk about how important that red thing is. I think there's something going on with the fucking smells in this fucking thing. Because they mentioned it multiple times. Like, smells like Ray, smells like him, smells like blood. And he sniffs himself and he has that last line right there. Oh, uh, where he still smells like blood. Yeah, I think something's going to be f- like, yeah. I think there's something there. Or maybe like okay. angels can smell. I don't know. But this, I think smell's going to be important for some fucking reason. Okay. So real quick. Does anyone have any predictions that we didn't talk about? No, I'm still leaning. I, well, I'm actually taking mine back a little bit. What was yours? Mine initially after this was Ray and Shinji, like mothers somehow were involved in this, but I think Shinji's is. I don't know about Ray's yet. And that, that's really all I've gotten because I don't want to make, I don't usually make predictions unless I think they're actually true. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. so hard okay. based on these Making fucking stupid ass have. predictions is part of the fun. <laughs> well, like it's so hard to make a prediction when there's like, thousands of possibilities. Like it's, it's cool when there's like five one five. So I like to be wrong. So that's why I make a bunch of predictions. I think Ray is uh, a clone. Yep. Okay. Any predictions what? we didn't talk about? Oh, I'm, okay. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna list mine off. Ray is a clone. Uh, is a clone of Shinji's mom. Ma. Uh. Okay. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're gonna go over to you. What? I wasn't talking. I wasn't interrupting. <laughs> no, I just forgot what my other prediction oh, was. Okay. My. We are going to get at least one more Eva pilot before the end of the series. Oh, I do know about the Eva pilot because I've watched one of the movies. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I saw yeah. the cover and I thought we were going to get two more, but... Um, supposedly the movie, I don't know. But yeah, I know I the movie that. goes differently, so I don't know about the other Eva pilot. I don't know what's true or what's not true, if you understand what I mean. Sure. Okay. Like, I know the movies like go a different way, even though the movie's actually really good. Uh, I've heard that like the... I've heard End of Eva is really good, but the rebuilds are like pretty hit or miss. What do you think of it so far, Anthony? Honestly, it's kind of rough because I'm so... At this point, I would have finished the entire series. Same. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have stopped. So that's it's that's a new feeling to me. And it's it's definitely harboring... Or not, I don't know. Harboring is probably not the word. It's definitely fucking up my ability to judge the show. Because I'm so used to watching things. Like, like I would have stayed up till 6 a.m. finishing this one in one sitting, probably. So it's pretty good then. Since you you like it, it's so got far, it, it's got me intrigued. But like I said, this one's gonna be down to the wire. <laughs> this one, yeah, seems like it's gonna be down to the final two or three episodes, whether or not I fucking enjoy it. Part of what's driving this show for me is the promise, like the the decades of promise of payoff yes. for this show. Yes, and I, I'm kind of right in that. But sixteen, I was, dude, I was. So into you was episode in sixteen, yeah. I was into Accurate. sixteen, except for that the introvert stuff. But that was probably because I just needed or the introspective Shinji shit. But that was just because I needed to take a be introspective. Well, I needed to take a step back probably and just <laughs> actually watch it. I, this was this was six episodes, 
in like daytime and I'm not used to that. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I, I try to space it out over a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched four episodes today. So, and I was, bec- and I was half dead because I only had like four hours of sleep. Just since nobody asked me, um, no, it's okay. Sign us off. I- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, everything important has been talked about. Yeah. What do you think? I still don't like the show that much. I mean, it has some good parts in it, but which show doesn't have any good parts, but I mean, you guys hear my rants throughout the entire show, so like you guys know how I feel. I had a good joke there. We said what show doesn't have good parts? Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's where I was gonna go to, but it feels cheap. Well, mine was gonna be uh, the 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 one that was kind of it was about five years ago. How I Met Your Mother. Sure. Yeah, that's that show seems bad, but it went for ten seasons and people love it, so I don't know. All right. Anyway, are we we good? I'm good. All right, so next week we will do 17 through 21, which I think will take us into the first of the director's cut, which I believe is just the default on Netflix. I'll have to look into that. Uh, 21 to 24 or 25, I believe, have director's cuts, which are supposedly the way to watch it. So if you have the option, go with the director's cut. Next time on My First Anime. Will Monkey like any of the final grouping of episodes? Uh, I think the final grouping of the episodes is okay. <laughs> Will Anthony be able to pay attention through any of the introspection? It's just, he's, <laughs> he's talking to himself again. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't get it, man. I, just, I would rather just fucking go eat a smoothie. Eat a smoothie? Find out next time <laughs> on my first anime. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also always a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first anime. anime.